What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Sunday Morning Season Gaming Big Cast. Good to see everyone. We are excited. We're pumped. We got a big PlayStation showcase to talk about today. It's going to be a great show. You know me, Mr. Shopper, Ainsley Bowden, whatever the hell you want to call me. Joined, as usual, by my man below me here, Mr. Dan Rodriguez. How you doing? That's right. I'm, I'm here feeling great. <laughs> Is that forced enthusiasm? Right? Yeah. Let's go throw that out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> I get ahead of it. No, it's it's National Video Game Day, guys. Oh, it's it really? is. Happy National really? Video Game Day. I did not know. I thought that, that was every day. Yeah, yeah it's straight it up. is every day for us. This is the the Twitter celebration with the hashtag. So, you know, this is when it matters. Yeah, so. this is when we all get our awards. Yeah, this is. Yeah. It. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> also joined my other co-host on my right here, looking sharp as always, bright and early, Mr. Ty Guy Travis himself. What's going what on, man? Clunky. Nice to see everybody. Bright and shining faces, even Dan. And hmm. we've got some <laughs> awesome PlayStation news to talk about. And I hope everybody brought uh I hope everybody remembers to feed him and clean up his poop because we've got Neo Pet. Here, how you doing, buddy? What? <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> I was like, wait, well, you got some food? <laughs> well, Neopet, look at that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction, Lord of Ties, Travis. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, back back uh, with the season gaming crew. Uh, very excited to return for today's episode. We got a lot of fun stuff to discuss. Um, Ains, thank you for having me. Travis, thank you for having me. And that's everyone. <laughs> oh yeah. my god yeah. it already yeah. begins yeah, Neo, Neo said he needs to talk to you about some of your twitter behavior yeah, yeah. Right? yeah I, I i got i got i got a, a bone to pick with you well, what's going on man <laughs> i bring nothing but wholesome to you and you just going over there spouting it's just I, every once in a while i gotta mm, you know just kind of <laughs> you, gotta, you shouldn't have said anything what? that was all your try- fault is like, it really gonna show up with like gray like you know, beard and like, you know, kind of really sagging face. And I was like, maybe this will turn them on. I don't know Whoa. what's going to happen. Good you know, Lord. I know. Yeah. That's Good it. Lord. Where's the exit button? Leave studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, Dan, good morning. Morning. And wake good up. We got, we got a, we got a fun show ahead of us, man. Talk about PlayStation, bro. Come on. Get, get I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. yeah. Wake up, Dan. I got a diet, diet Pepsi and a monster energy on either side of me. You should be excited, oh, Dan. He's We're crossing the street again. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm finally talking about a uh, PlayStation, your your favorite single player games, man. That's like their I mean, whole thing. This is true. This is true. Bread and butter. Yeah. This is true. Yep. Yeah. And the ones I mean, he likes the most too. Yeah. So. GT. Yeah. GTA yeah. Five. I mean, your favorite <laughs> for the 88th so time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. All right. All right. So we're gonna try and get through the show. <clears throat> try. Without talking about boyfriend dungeon, we're gonna do our best. Oh, Travis just broke is, it. Travis is gonna take yeah, us there at some point. Talked about it. All right, right. we need some. We need some impressions. Let's go. So uh, everyone's boyfriend dungeon takes. Like, what's happening, man? So moving on. No. Uh, <laughs> the streak continues. This is a part of your legacy now. I hope you know that. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, honestly, I ever since the last episode, we haven't gone a show without talking about dating sims, and I blame Travis one hundred and ten percent for this. Yes. I didn't think this would be my legacy, and I embrace it fully. <laughs> man's gonna be this man's gonna be sitting back like Thanos at the end of Infinity War, just sitting back on the porch, just looking like, was it worth it? <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> watch the sunset over a grateful galaxy exactly a grateful galaxy oh boy <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so um let's before we jump into playstation why don't we talk about stuff we've been playing if there's anything interesting you want to touch on um uh i don't know if you want me to go because i've been playing death loop baby and it is about it it is Okay, hold on, wait a minute. Ooh. Give me, give me the Dan, 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 Dan. Just yeah, buy it. What's, what's, buy it. Okay, there you go. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Hey, let's you're, buy it. Done. Yeah. I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah. On my phone. Yeah. I, and you're right. I can't talk about it. Uh, embargo isn't. So anyone interested in that game who's watching us live? Good morning, by the way, everyone. Jordan Pong, Bomber. Good to see you guys. Hassan's in the house. G man. What's good happening? Tomorrow. Guys? Good tomorrow, everyone. Um. Yeah. Embargo is actually tomorrow morning. Is when you'll see all the reviews pop up. So I can't really say much about it, but it is. Uh. It's. It's very. Very. Very good. Um, yeah, I wish I could talk more about it right now, but, uh, it is the, the one thing I will say, uh, which I, I shouldn't be crossing any boundaries here is that the, the kind of roguelike element of it is it's a factor, but it's not like you would picture the 2d kind of roguelike games where you're playing through loop after loop, after loop, after loop. It's not like mm -hmm. that. That's not how it works. So, um, anyone who was kind of scared, you know, like Dan, for instance, who doesn't really care for roguelites yes. and was kind of scared that this AAA game would be Ooh, like yeah. that, like, like those who played Returnal, right? Like Returnal was pretty heavy. That into that. Roguelite. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's not, it's not like that. So it's, it's much more like a, um, a dishon the best of arcane is what I call it. It's like dishonored meets prey meets, um, you know, whatever else, but it's just damn good, man. Very damn yeah. good. Pre-ordered. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's sir. how it is. Wow, make sure you get make sure you get that right physical there. with the bet with the steel book. Do you, you get, do you get a commission on this, Ains? Or mm -hmm. you no, should have bought it right now. No, right. everything okay. everything we do here costs me money. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything. Life, life of a content creator, man. Life of a content creator. <laughs> that's just that's just a, a reality of the situation. But yep. we sounds do have like a lucrative business model. Yes. Yeah. I. I yeah, I'm not a very good businessman, that's for sure. <laughs> um, we do have an early super chat here, Dan. Yep, it is <coughs> from Luke from the Xbox Expansion Pass or somebody that hacked Luke's account. Uh, Mr. Babbitt sucks. Nope, definitely Luke. Uh, hello to everyone else. <laughs> hello to everyone else. What's up, Luke? <laughs> Luke, Luke thank you, man. Good morning. Being messy on a Sunday morning. I know mm -hmm. he's already starting, and and Joe is not feeling well, uh, mm. so I know he's not even here to defend himself. That's man, oh, man. What's up? Just kick wow. a guy when he's down. Yeah, that's that's, when that's he what he does. Yeah. Straight up, bro. <laughs> uh, oh, we actually have. Why is? Oh, that's weird. Sorry. This, this, the other super chat that just came in showed up on our broadcasting channel before YouTube. What? That's really oh, weird. So, anyway, there you go. Yes, it's Hassan. Damn it, Ains. FOMO. <laughs> Pre-ordering it now. Yeah, Hassan. That's what I'm talking about. See, Ray Hines is just watching this stream and smiling all Pete, the way through. Pete, we'll talk later, baby. Yeah. All right. Good night. <laughs> Get that affiliate code. Pre-order definitely. Thanks for that review code, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting you sales left and right. Left and right, Pete. All right, guys. Um, what do you guys been playing, man? Anything good this past week? Mm. Ooh. I, uh, I I played the Artful Escape. Yes, it's wild. No, no I played for like five it. minutes and then I uninstalled it. That was, <laughs> Come on, it. you didn't even get Jesus. to the fun part. I didn't get to anything. Was there? Like, was, there like, oh, was there spooky? Was there spooky, was there spooky things in that game? Was there spooky things in that game? I don't. Need it scared him. No, it was like, not scared. I was just like, oh, come on, come on. You it's ran like into the, the social link. So let me. Serious question, Dan. If you've paid any attention to that game leading up to it, you knew what it was. So how did you not know? I didn't realize. 
like what the core, I guess, I never, I really saw a, a trailer. I just, it looked great. Like the gameplay looks great. I, I, I don't care. Don't care. All right. I, I need no, I need no kind of My God. social commentary <laughs> or, you know, I need to go through my life. This is how I go through my life games. Dan, ever. you don't write reviews, do you? I do. Rarely. I do. Rarely. rarely. Yeah, very, very rarely. Ooh. I think uh, Hitman was my last one. So that's why I don't play those games because I come from an area <laughs> of, you know, yeah, that's not going to happen. That's just, <laughs> I, I, I don't wanna, I, I'm not going to let my, my personal views, you know, get in the way of a potentially good game. And it could be. Not saying it is. Not for me. Isn't Not that what a review is, though? It's your personal. <laughs> well, no, it's <laughs> you. You can't different. go to a review with bias, though. Yeah, yeah, I, that's the thing. Like, Oxen Free Two comes out, it gets a zero already. Like, like <laughs> it would never, ever, oh my God. ever cross my mind to buy that game. It's fantastic. Yeah, so, zero. Right. I wouldn't Tra- do that to somebody. Travis, leave the box closed, man. Leave the box closed. I will try. He opens it every episode, and I'm just like, who is this guy? <laughs> anyway, Artful Escape. Yeah. It is, if you thought Psychonauts 2 was a, an acid trip, you've seen nothing yet. Like, Arful Escape is so out there. Um, it, it's absolutely wild if you haven't played it. It's a very simple game. It's literally you run across levels playing guitar, and then at the end of the level, you basically kind of fight, a not fight, but you play a, a, a concert with a boss where it's literally like a game of Simon. So there's five buttons, and you're like, ding, 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 and you have to match their things, and, and you play like a concert. Yeah, very, very simple. simple. Yeah, yeah, but it's stunningly beautiful. Looks um, really good. Yeah, a lot of colors, a lot of colors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not even, so, um, what else, Dan? I, I'm not sure that's the take we needed for the currently playing the five minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything else you know what I've been playing. That's all uh, he played. This that's week, all he played, man. You know he's got to be in bed by four p.m. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a bottle of Insure and a jar of baby food usually next time. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> All right, Neil, give me something. Travis, give me something. Come yes, on. yes, absolutely. All right, so um, gaming the past week or so has been kind of mm. light on my end, um, just because uh, over here in the real, not to get too personal, we've been dealing with the recovery of uh, Hurricane Ida, uh, and that hit us pretty bad over here. So it was a good, like, five, six days of just hauling out stuff from the basement. Oh, and then, man. you know, when you're spending all that time and all that energy it takes a while to get back in the mindset of, okay, I can sit back and relax. So I haven't been gaming as much as I wanted to. Um, I did start getting back into it recently. And of course, my main go-to obviously is Final Fantasy 14. I knew you were um, going to say it. Yeah, you know it, you know it, you know it. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> in, the, in the midst of uh, catching up to the entirety of the story before Endwalker comes out, I fell a little uh, behind, but I'm making good progress with Stormblood. So after that, I got one more expansion. Then fingers crossed by November, I'll have it all done. Um, but in addition to that, I have been playing two games, one of which I cannot talk about because I'm under embargo. Um, oh. But it's, it's a very, it's a very fun game. Just do game. what I do. Just talk about it anyway. I just just do a whole chef's kiss. But no, people would judge me too much. Yeah. Um, you can say that you're playing it though, right? No, I can't actually. You can't That's even mention that you're I can't even it. mention it, no. Oh, it must be a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, the Nintendo Ninjas, man. You yeah, don't get us copyright strike just for saying exactly. his name. Yeah, straight up, man. You gonna have the Nintendo Ninjas show up to your door specifically, Ains. <laughs> that's how it is. Um, but other than that, um, a game I actually started last night, 
And this is purely because somebody on my stream gifted it to me because I was going to get this game in a few weeks after I went through uh, a couple of things in my backlog. Um, but they were just like, now nah, you got to play this tonight, bro. It's amazing. And that is Tales of Arise. Mm. Now, I'm not sure if. It... OK, Travis. <laughs> It's on my list to talk about today. There you go. Um, so I'm only about two hours into the game, so I haven't really gotten into the, the meat of it. It is a JRPG, so um, they do take a little bit of time to yeah. introduce a lot of things. But just off the rip, um, being someone who's played the Tales game since I was a kid, this is such a major step forward in so many ways. So many ways. There's been about five years since we've got a Tales game. They used to be... Uh, dang near annually so the jump between the quality really wasn't there but after you know five years of development what we saw in this game the presentation the animations the music the combat the voice acting the story elements i'm not going to get too much into the spoilers but it deals with some really heavy stuff that i didn't expect they talk about slavery they talk about racism and i was i was just like wow but yeah, that's that. In addition to the other two games, are going to be what I'm focusing on um, for the next couple of days. And then I do want to try out the um, the Artful Escape because I've been hearing everybody talk about it. Um, shout out to one of my homies. He described it as if he was really into plant medicine, he would love to take some plant medicine <laughs> and play that game. Yes, yes. If uh, if Steve Harvey is here in the comment section, what up? <laughs> shout out to Pongsol. But yeah, so that's uh, that's been what I've been playing recently. Uh, what about what about you, Travis? I know y'all have been having fun, both you, Cog, everybody. Was there something big that happened in Destiny this week? There oh, was. you didn't pull his Destiny cord, did I you? Had oh, to. Oh, I had to. Did. I had oh, to. No. Yeah, I mean, look, if you guys are friends with Cog or anybody like me on Des- who plays Destiny, you've probably seen Twitter has been aflame. With, oh, I thought uh, you were going to apologize, but continue. No, I'm not going to. But, uh, <laughs> Never apologize for destiny. Never. You follow us. You can easily unfollow. You can mute the word destiny, but you choose not to. And the reason why I is know. because destiny is kind of I know. Awesome. I know. I know. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the 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 big thing that happened this week was um, the hardcore PvP mode Trials of Osiris uh, basically got a, a refresh where they made it more rewarding and fun to play without being the ultra sweaty people. They also added magic. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah. They're starting with you already. Dude, Uh-oh. they can come Uh-oh. at me all they want. <laughs> people people have been taking my takes about trials completely out of context. My point about it, my point about this whole thing is that I think the changes that they're making are largely good. I think matchmaking didn't need to happen to fix it. And I, I am sad that the game mode that trials was is basically gone now. Like the hardcore uh, end game PVP experience has sort of been replaced by a more casual accessible experience, which I think is good. I think that I'm I'm glad that it exists, but the aspirational event where you have to be on a team of three and go through seven matches and, and get to the end and, and win with them. It's basically gone. I mean, now you can, now the matchmaking works, you play with a different team every match and it's sort of just a different game mode. So my, my whole point with all of this is that if they made the change, it wouldn't be the same game mode. And I'm right about that. Like I still stand by that, but I'm not saying like, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to destiny. People are just choosing me as a, as a guy. Cause I'm not a, I'm not like 100% down with with the changes they made to trials, but I largely think it's good. And I mean, if you saw on Twitter this week at all, like people are stoked about it. So like that's that's awesome. I'm glad more people are playing trials. That's cool. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, I've obviously been playing Destiny. I think I'll probably <laughs> say that every week of the show. Yeah, you don't uh, even have to say it. It's assumed. Yeah, I've been playing Destiny. Um, I've been playing. I played a little bit of Tales of Arise. That game's awesome. Uh, yeah. I play, I've been playing Minecraft weirdly. I'm like, I, I like, I get into Minecraft like every like 18 months and I just get like sucked into it for like a few weeks and can't stop yeah. playing it. Um, and then, um, I've also, I'm, I'm reviewing a game for IGN, obviously Ains. Uh, yeah. I'm reviewing a very hard hitting game just like you. Um, you know, you're, you're reviewing, uh, this, uh, this death loop game, which everybody's talking about. And I'm reviewing an equally exciting game called I Am Fish. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Is it in the same yeah. family as I Am Bread? Is this the long way to... It, it is made by the makers of I Am Bread. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going yeah. with that. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, this hard-hitting game that I'm reviewing. Uh, great. Uh, so I'm writing the review today. I think the embargo is like on Monday or Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, I, I finished it uh, over like last like on friday basically i think i finished it and uh yeah it's like a physic physic based puzzle game where you play fish that are sentient and trying to escape from fish bowls and stuff and yeah i'll have, I'll have a review this week so there's right. that it's one of, i mean i'm not really allowed to talk about it but it is it is the weirdest game i've played this year and everyone who's worked on that game is is insane it's certifiable mm. and and yeah that's all I can say. About From the that. makers wow. of I Am Bread comes I <laughs> Am Fish. From the makers of I Am Bread, I Am Fish. That's and great. let me tell you, in that game, you is fish. <laughs> can, can you get can you get to the skillet? That's all I care about if you talk about playing as a fish, man. Get to the skillet. That's it, bro. Get some Cajun seasoning on there. You oh, know? Please. You flop around lots of different places in that game. <laughs> it's very funny. It's a very funny game. Uh, yeah, I, I can't really talk about it, but yeah, it's a. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That, okay. that sounds that sounds right up Dan's alley, though. To be honest, yeah. 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 you want you want to flop game. around Absolutely. as a fish on a counter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do that like anyway. Blue the whale. It's a little too close to home. You know? Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> he's like i call that tuesday yeah I'm, I'm waiting for i am salami once that hits oh i, I can't for i can't get the imagine charcuterie dan, board yeah I can't, I can't imagine dan that the extremely limited amount of games that you enjoy includes games where the main obstacle is controlling your character your avatar <laughs> well no it'd be terrible yeah. like i just like to just watch movies essentially so you know yeah. Oh, well, like you'd, you'd love PlayStation. Yeah. We transition to that. Topic yeah, there you now? go. Let's Great go. segue. Perfect segue. segue. There you go. Segue. It's All right. With PlayStation with Showcase. Yes. Uh, it's been a while since we got one. And I think, um, you know, we, we've talked on this show. I know a lot of people near yourself and many others have been like, you know, PlayStation has been too quiet, right? They've just been too quiet this year. It's been a uh, whole did. year since their last showcase. Yeah, we got nothing oh, at yeah. E3. Then we we're like, okay, we'll get something. You know, they had the rumored show in um, July after E3. Nothing July, came. July, August. Then it was, then it was Gamescom. Oh, PlayStation <laughs> will show up at Gamescom. Nope, they didn't show up there either. And it's like, what is going on? So PS5 finally. point two was supposed to come out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give me that 8K. 8, 8K, 8K, baby, 8K. already. 8K, yeah. PS, PS5 Pro coming next week. Um, but anyway, we got the, uh, we got the showcase. So what we're going to do is because there wasn't a whole lot of news this week, honestly, um, outside of this. So we're going to spend quite a bit of time on this. We're going to go through all of the big games. We're not going to touch on GTA. I promise. Um, we're going to go through most of the games that, you know, we want to talk about, right? Not the, the rehash stuff. Um, and then we'll give you our overall thoughts at the end, along with a couple of rumors and other things we've heard, uh, since then. So 
right away, guys. So the, the thing for me that sucked here is I was working because it was, you know, like 3 p.m. in the afternoon for me and I had meetings I couldn't get out of. So I literally shut everything down, phone, computer, social media, didn't look at anything because I wanted to enjoy it myself. Um, finished my work and then sat down and right away they opened with Knights of the Old Republic remake. And for me, Knights of the Old Republic is a, a legendary game. Like it is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. I still think it's one of the best Star Wars stories ever told. Um, it's Bioware in their prime, basically, you know, between there and Mass Effect and um, <clears throat> Dragon Age Origins. But it's just, um, uh, come on, come on. Um, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a classic game. And I many people like, you know, have been calling for a remake of it for many years. So this was the biggest surprise. And my thought, my thought right away was if they're opening with this, damn, we're in for one hell of a ride, right? Um, but I think the biggest surprise here is this is uh, at least timed exclusive on console to PlayStation, which, it is, you know... It is, it is confirmed yeah. timed exclusive. Yes. So I, yeah. I I don't know if they said... People are saying a year, but I don't know if people are assuming that or if we actually know that. Oh, they so haven't Sony, They haven't said Sony? anything based yes. off of, like, the length, I think, Travis. They didn't say, like, how long it is, but I always run with the guys that if it's timed exclusive, bare minimum, expect a year... And if it doesn't come out within that year, I yeah. don't know, man. So that's well, it's the same thing they said yeah. about Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? They said a year, and then yeah, still no, it's still not on Xbox. So, well, but anyway, Sony, de Sony deals are usually six months, but I I think um, I think it'll probably be longer just because it's such a big title, mm. probably a small studio that's getting a lot of its funding from Sony. So yes, um, yeah. yeah, I I mean that's that's a huge one. It's also kind of crazy because that game was an Xbox exclusive, it was public, which yep. now it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive, but um yeah this is why I, you I, play on everything doesn't yep. matter exactly yeah you can't win i mean i'll, I'll play it on playstation <laughs> and then also on xbox but i think it's a <laughs> i think it's a great reason that that's happening because like that's one of the classic games like if you were like travis top five games that would probably appear in my top five mm -hmm. but it's kind of unplayable now it's hard to get yeah, through it is dated mm -hmm. yeah it is it's so dated and there's just so many mechanics where you're like all right everything about the story and the style of gameplay and where it was in the in the lexicon of like the western rpg history is like perfect but mm -hmm. if you go and play it unless you're playing it on the mobile phone it's hard to actually get through it mobile phone it feels fine because you're like oh yeah this is like a mobile game it feels like mm -hmm. mobile games today but if you try to play it on on xbox through backwards compatibility even with the frame rate increases it's just like damn like the the animations are so stale the gameplay is so i'm interested to see how much they change uh, the combat style, if it'll still be like semi turn based or uh, kind of what they'll yeah. do with it. But yeah, dude, I was this was like I was so on my feet about this. I think I missed the, the two announcements after I was just like because <laughs> they've been there's been so many rumors about this Knights of the Little Republic yes. remake, but it's also been happening for like 20 years. So I just ignore <laughs> yeah. it. anytime <laughs> I hear like Knights of the Little Republic remake, I'm like, yeah, there's that's fake. Like there's just no way that's coming. So I guess the rumors are right this time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that's uh, the team that's making it is. Um, pretty talented at, at um, porting um, Star Wars experiences. So so that's that's actually what out. I was going to ask you guys, too. One is, obviously, do you share my excitement for this? And I think we sounds like you guys do. But the other thing is, you know, Bioware and Obsidian are not involved, right? So it's yeah. Asper Media. Obviously. Yeah, so Asper Media. So uh, what's your? it sounds like you're more confident than I would have been mm -hmm. in them bringing this experience forward. Yeah, Aspire is like they, they, this is sort of what they do. They've had they've I, I'm trying to remember which games, but they've they basically are they they 
have ported other uh, Star Wars properties uh, before. Jedi so Knight I know, Two. I know, this is... I know they did. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I think, did they do too. Republic? I think they yeah, did Republic Commando. Commando. Yeah. Over to the Switch. Commando. They've never really yeah. done like a full-on remake. It's mostly just been porting stuff. They actually yeah. did Kotor for like Android systems, like so you could play yeah. it on your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, like well, they, 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 so they did. Um, I got it right here, guys. They did uh, Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and Republic Commando. Yeah. Yeah. So they've ported a lot of the Star Wars games, which right. I mean, just to piggyback of all this stuff, like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this because I, I love Kotor, I love Kotor one, Kotor two, um, but I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I am a little cautious about everything, just based off the nature that Aspire, all they've done is just been porting the games to mobile platforms and to other systems, and. It'd be one thing if it was like Bluepoint when, you know, when Bluepoint ported games like PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, you saw like a lot more enhancements than just like a simple port. There was like frame rate bumps. They went back and touched up the graphics. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, we saw what Bluepoint was able to pull off with um, Shadow Colossus and Demon Souls. And the way Aspire has been talking about this game and how they're actually, I believe they said they're hiring X bioware devs anyone who worked on this project anyone who has a love for this project so it's more than just like hey we have this license let's work on it it's like no let's get down to the roots of what kotor is um that's what gives me a little bit of hope but you know it all comes down to seeing the game in action the gameplay um i do want to see what they are going to do uh one of my biggest pitches especially after i played the final fantasy 7 remake is i would love to see that style of gameplay for KOTOR where you have the different care. Like, you know how Cloud plays differently than Aerith versus Tifa versus Barrett versus Yuffie. Um, and you can still slow it down and do your abilities. So there, there is some type of strategy attached to it. Uh, if they can manage that with KOTOR, I think it'd be really cool. But if they decide to go for more of like a Mass Effect 1 style where it's, you know, you can play it as a shooter um, and then slow it down and give your enemies commands and stuff like that, I think it'll work as well. But I'm really curious to see how they handled the story because when it was first announced i remember seeing something online that um this was going to be a part of the new star wars canon because you know this is yeah, a new is. yeah it has um, to be yeah. yeah but another thing i heard and this is from like a lot of people who are deep into star wars they were saying that well this is going to be separate from the canon where they're going to modernize it but they're not going to act as if okay we're going to add it to this canon where this character could show up in like the next Star Wars movie and that's that's what bothers me because I just need a confirmation like is this going to be its own separate thing with the same story or is it going to be something different like that's yeah. kind of what bothers me because I I mean like you said Ains how this is one of the, the best Star Wars uh, stories out there I think it's the best mainstream Star Wars story we've ever gotten um, like the movies are cool and everything like but again you know the best Star Wars stories that we've gotten are <laughs> you're hurting Travis you're hurting them listen Wedding. listen Wedding. just because the, the nature of it being an RPG and how they are able to do a lot more than just like a two hour movie like obviously they're still great movies but just the depth of what we got with the characters in KOTOR to me like that's what matters more and building the universe and the lore um and that's what I'm excited to see brought back. But I don't know if they're going to change some things. Is it going to be straight to the point? And I mean, they're bringing back a lot of the old voice actors, which is that leads me to believe it's going to be the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, all I could say as far as like the exclusivity is concerned, you know, it, and it comes down to everything. You know, if you want to play those games, you got to own the console. And sure, it could just be a year exclusivity and go elsewhere. But 
the way PlayStation's been playing recently. It's also on PC, though. It's yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So that makes it a, a little easier. Yeah. So there are a couple comments here kind of relating to this, right? So Luke's the same, saying the same thing about Aspire. And I said I said Asper earlier, but Aspire, they're decent at ports, but remakes, because this is a full remake from what they've heard. And yeah, we should touch on that. And, um, you know, Big Nash says the same thing. I really hope that's not the case. They F up the canon and lore. I'm out, which I think is probably how a lot of people feel. You know, I think they're pretty... Uh, attached to that story and, and the memories of it. Um, and then, uh, Danny went to Super Chat. Yeah, rumors about the story being touched up as well. Meh, from Fat Boy Horror, five pound Super Chat. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Yeah, thank yeah. you, sir. So if I can talk as a Star Wars aficionado here. Oh, like, boy. Oh, oh I, boy. I'm Go like ahead. the most... So I've, I'm currently caught up on the Star Wars canon, meaning I've read or consumed everything that is part of the current canon in Star Wars. And Disney is a extremely... Uh, strict like uh, like like uh, guardian of the the Star Wars canon. They're they're basically the opposite of George Lucas. George Lucas was just like, do you have like two nickels to rub together? I'll let you make a Star Wars story, yep. and then I'll decide if it's canon later because I'm God apparently in this universe. And like Disney takes the opposite approach where they're really careful about who they give permission to make canon. But mm -hmm. uh, the guy who wrote uh, a lot of the old stuff and and like canonized like. Uh, um, Rev, like Darth Revan and, and Darth Bane and those sorts of things. He's actually already recanonized Darth Revan in some of the EU books. So Darth Revan is already like a known quantity. Like we know that he existed, he or she existed at some point and was like a, a major Sith, but we don't know like what their role was. They, they always mm -hmm. keep it vague because of the way that the video game works. So I think the, uh, the like Revan existing and what's happening in Axel Old Republic, there's no way Disney would let it happen if it weren't part of their canon. I can just tell you that right now. Like it's going to be canon. But the reason that they'll keep it in a pocket universe is because of the fact that you can make different decisions. And they've mm -hmm. actually done this before in different Star Wars games where there's decision making is they go like, okay, maybe this happened or maybe this happened. And so they keep it as like a legend because you'd never know the truth because if they gave you a right answer, then they would have to pick like, you know which one was they the would have like definitive, one, so. a definitive exactly. thing to work off from. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. So it'll always exist like in canon as, as something that happened and also like an open question because of the decisions that you can make. So I think yeah. that's uh that's why there's like a little bit of murkiness, but like absolutely it's gonna be canon. The other thing about the team aspire, like I I, I understand they're unproven. They also haven't had much of a budget as a company, and True. now they've got like Disney saying work on this remake and also presumably PlayStation giving them money to flush out their team. So I think, you know, with it, with a game like this, the story and the characters and all that, they're not going to change the core points. Like they, they would never do that. And I, I don't know if, uh, if, if Disney would even let them because even Disney understands how beloved the old Republic setting is. They've, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy has like talked about it at star Wars celebration and stuff. And, and like the possibility of doing like movies and shows in that timeline. Um, so I think they know that. And with all that going for them, really the only thing that they have to nail is gameplay. And that's yeah. the Republic already had a crappy gameplay when it came out. Like that was yeah. the one thing everybody was sort of <laughs> like. Uh, so like in my mind, there's really not a lot they can mess up. And there's there's a lot of uh, potential to improve in terms of the way it looks, in terms of some of like the fetch quest stuff. Because let's be honest, that game had a ton of padding. Sure. Like, you yeah, try the different absolutely. And doing like, collect-a-thons and stuff. So I don't see a lot of ways it can be worse if they keep the characters in the story and then just try to improve 
the uh, the gameplay, the worst they could do is not improve the gameplay, and then it would basically be the same game modernized. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty I'm pretty optimistic about this. Like I I think they have a ton to work with, and it's really their their game to mess up, in my opinion. And I I don't think they're going to just because I I have seen like Disney is really really strict about how they handled this IP, uh, and I, I I think they wouldn't give it to this company unless they they believe that they could uh, put out something good. And if anything, I mean, I feel like Disney, they want <laughs> the last thing you want is another Star Wars Battlefront one and two, you know, because you can tell yeah. after Battlefront at Battlefront two imploded, you, you can tell that there were some calls being made. And yeah. I guess that's part of the reason why they decided not to go for an exclusive publisher deal for the Star Wars license. And they're just farming it out to whoever wants to work on it. So, Which, yeah, I mean, they, they had fallen order. I think they've they've done they've done a better job of like handling the video game side of it i think i think disney's yeah. always struggled with like the video game side of their properties but like mm-hmm. star wars is one they know they can't mess up because there's just like a history there like star wars video games have been around forever mm-hmm. yeah uh some of them where you play an ewok that kills emperor palpatine <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking which of palpatine was, i wanted to i wanted to throw canon. that in when you um Reference how this used to be a, a microsoft exclusive and now it's become a playstation exclusive all i could think of is a palpatine line where he was just like ironic ironic all right damn guys i mean i i love star wars love kotor i have no I problem bet, i bet you don't like this. most of the movies of star wars no i, I listen i was I, I saw every one of those movies in the theater he was, so, there, he, was the, he was there with george lucas what you talking about i was there yeah, yeah. that's right yeah so i, I saw him in the old school photos <laughs> in the photos. No, I mean, I, I'm super excited for this game. This is when, when they, when I saw it, I mean, yeah, that was immediately, I was like, it, it can't go, it, it's got to go downhill from here, the rest of the show. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that later, but it, it, it was, it was something that I, I, I thought maybe in production, you know, we kind of heard rumors here and there, but just the confirmation uh, was fantastic. As far as what they're going to do with the story. I have no idea. I have no idea how Aspire is going to take care of this game. I just, just, I just wanted to do a good job, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not worried about it, but at the same time, you know, I have no idea what to expect because we haven't seen anything from them aside from the ports. So, mm-hmm. you know, but they've got, like you guys said, they've got the financial backing. They've got, you know, it seems like the passion to do it. Um, so just yeah in whatever three or four years whenever it comes out i'm ready to go (laughs) yeah it could be a ways out yeah uh, they presumably too playstation does a really good job of um cross support across their studios and products right so like Mm -hmm. i I would assume that if they need some support for animations or character models or lighting you know all these different aspects that go into games playstation has you know the talent to kind of help them uh mm-hmm. and they're very good about that that's why their first party games kind of have this template because they they work together well so um, can yeah, I, we'll can see I, one more comment uh fat boy horror says as an aficionado you should know that uh the, they retconned the old republic with the high republic uh that's not true uh the the high republic takes place 200 years before the events of the uh star wars films and uh the old Republic takes place thousands of years and writers for star Wars have said that they, they both exist. They're just separate parts of the uh, star Wars canon. So I thought they um, retconned all that stuff before that. Well, they that technically, was... they technically retconned everything that was yeah. in the EU and then they started rebuilding it, but they, yeah. the old Republic has sort of already been recanonized through like 
old writers who wrote the old stuff, like rewriting it into the canon. So like if you if you read all of the EU books, like it sort of it sort of exists. But the Old Republic is definitely not retconned by the High Republic. They're two separate settings. Uh, the High Republic is just a new uh, uh, era of the Star Wars universe. And by the way, the content's actually cool. good. Like I've, I've read all the High Republic books. So uh, awesome. Martian Rowe is awesome. Anyway. That's my. Uh, hey, I you, got, you lost me a while ago. I don't really know what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I just want everybody to know. So Kotor. Yes. <laughs> Kotor's awesome. It's good. So that that uh that opened the show and opened on an extremely high note for me uh, and yeah. many and many it seems. So from there we went to Project Eve, which uh, obviously a very different tone from Knights of the Old Republic. Um, personal thoughts on this one, guys. And we'll just do this for each game, right? Personal thoughts just go around. So um, for me. You know, it looked very um, kind of, I don't know the word to use, maybe stereotypical of a Japanese action game when it started. And then as they kind of went into it a little more, the trailer went on a bit, I started to um, uh, enjoy it a little more. It looked like it had some Devil May Cry elements, maybe some Bayonetta elements, maybe some Dark Souls elements. Mm. Um, and it, that's when it started to capture me a little bit. So this is one of those games where it's like, what we've seen of it looks in interesting. It could be very good. Uh, I, I want to see more, but... Um, yeah, this is just kind of one of those games that was like, okay, that's cool. Like it didn't, you know, it wasn't a high or a low for me. So I'm interested to see more though. If it, if they can kind of pull off some of the stuff, like I said, on those other franchises and kind of make it feel um, not just a straight Japanese action game, which just aren't for me, um, I'll be a little more interested. Mm, see, I'm different. I'm th those are right up my alley, bro. Yeah, yeah. I know you like those. You're, yeah. you're going to say this, Neil. Yeah. Straight up, bro. Like, you I always just, count on you. The Bayonettas, the Devil May Cry, Nier Automata, like all that stuff just injected into my veins. And when you have a <laughs> banger soundtrack on top of that, I'm good. Because, you know, um, sometimes I just want like that six to eight hour Japanese action game. It's got a nonsensical story, but dope combat. Replay it multiple times. For better rankings or things like that and that's cool for me um i do want to see what else is there to this game because one thing i've noticed a lot about japanese games is while they're on a um, resurgence we're kind of on the cusp of a renaissance i've noticed a lot of them like tales of arise for example they started to add in more they started to modernize them to things that people have wanted without going too western if that makes sense do you guys remember there was that weird period from like 2010 to like 2014 where a lot of the japanese games try to appeal to the west like you know the resident evil sixes and stuff it's uh, very yeah. rough time <laughs> very rough time i'm so glad we're past that um but it's gonna be interesting to see if they do modernize this to an extent and what else they add in it um but other than that i mean it, it looks cool uh the frame rate looks very rocky when i watched it um i went back and i watched the 4k version it looked better um, but I mean, it's it's still a ways off. Um, sure. I did hear this is coming from Korea. This is a Korean. It is a Korean game. game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so that's mm. always exciting to see more games from different parts of the world. So yeah, yeah it looks cool. Now from Korea. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, good yeah. morning, Joe. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, you missed a super chat where uh, Luke already got you before you got here, man. But yep. straight everybody. destruction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even five minutes in, and that thing. Yeah. <laughs> right up. Right up. Go ahead, Travis. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think uh, the JRPG uh, genre is super underrated now, and uh, more people should give it a try who are afraid of it. Because like games like Tales of Arise, I think, have a broad appeal. I think uh, the, the success of JRPGs is not just that they stop trying to take the... Uh, 
take cues from Western, but that they've figured out some of them anyway. Some of them have just not at all, uh, which I would include Persona Five in that. Sorry, Neo. Um, I mean, but, hey, listen, it it does not have an autosave system. I'm still yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. And your, your cat tells you to go to bed every other minute. Uh, but anyway, let's not do um, that today. Yeah, let's not do that today. I mean, I still like that game, but yeah, yeah. I, I rag on it. But bothers me. I get so it. Much. I get it. Uh, but I, I think their their ability to succeed has been that they've 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 kept what's true to them while also incorporating some like Western modernization that I think uh, yeah, has a broader appeal. So give give JRPGs another chance if you have historically not liked them. That's my my uh, advice. Because um, Tales of Arise is awesome, and I think this game is yes. going to be pretty good too. But uh, I, I my my honestly with this one, I I really don't know a lot about it because I was too busy gasping for air at the Kotor reveal. And I, I, missed, <laughs> I missed this whole segment. I was just like online, like trying to figure out everything I can about aspire and what was going on with this game so uh yeah i, I have no comment aside from uh, jrpg's good <laughs> man was literally loosening his tie with that game <laughs> but yep. dan you uh you're a big near guy as well yeah um did this kind of hit those marks like you did for wait me? what oh dan loves near near excuse me okay first off yes but now um <laughs> man, i'm so confused now i, even I, more I, than Neo, I tell travis ago. every week stop trying to figure dan out trust me it's not worth it it's, it's not worth place. it I thought I out of all the games, all the games, <laughs> Nier would probably be the last one. But you know what? You know what? Dan, you're my man. I like it. Dan the man. Let's go. No, I, I feel like Dan is the type of person where if you asked him to name his top five games, he would only have four. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. And all the rest would be on his hate list. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, Dan here. Uh, give me all my top four games. Like yeah, six. top four games. That's, one of, the best that's one of the best comments you've ever made, Travis. <laughs> oh, man. No. I, it, so it, here, here's, here's the thing. It looks great. looks really fun. Uh, don't be Souls-like. And I'm good. Don't be that's it. I'm, I'm that simple. That's that was my worry when I started watching this this stuff. I was like, please don't be souls like I can deal with Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. I love those games. I just cannot deal with souls like crap yeah. anymore. I'm done I'm with surprised. it. Surprised you like uh, Devil May Cry, huh? Like even yeah. five. It's good times, man. No, it's, 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 I, like, I like this man with more. I like this man more with each and every passing game. My opinion of him also changes each and every day. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't for know the opposite happy love story. That's all. G, G Man is the rest of us personified. Stop trying to put my man Dan in a box, and Thank then you. and then one minute later, I take it back, Dan. So. Welcome to my life, G Man. Welcome to my life. No, no. Dan is very peculiar, particular, not peculiar, particular with his games, and we yeah, we know that. Peculiar, I think you got peculiar it. Peculiar right. is another peculiar. I love it. And uh, that Floyd says no one puts Dan in a corner, which is also true. Also yes. true. Nope. All right, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Dan the man. <laughs> uh, then we moved into uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which yeah. um, I am very very excited for. Um, we got to see more of it, which is nice. We got to see kind of the overworld and a lot of information came out about this game after the show. So uh, this is definitely diving much more into the RPG elements, which I like a lot. Uh, for instance, you're going to have skill points for things like dexterity, constitution, strength, like a proper RPG. There's going to be armor, uh, looting abilities such as that. There's magic, obviously they showed in the thing. And it, I was thinking, you know, obviously they're sharing a lot of assets here with Borderlands 3, right? And some of the looting and all that stuff, which makes sense. 
gun designs, things of that nature. But I really, really like what we're seeing out of this game. Uh, the date, by the way, is March 25th. We have a final launch date for that, which, um, you know, comes at a pretty good time, I think, for me. But um, what do you guys think? I know, Travis, you're a big Borderlands guy like me, man. What do you, yeah. you, you digging this? Hell yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love Borderlands. Um, 3 was not my favorite game in the franchise. It just sort of, it felt like uh, the 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 games industry had sort of outgrown that like because they were like the original looter shooter but now you've got lots of games that mix looter shooter and kind they of didn't evolve it enough yeah they yeah. didn't evolve it enough but if there's one thing that borderlands is good for it's like a funny story with over-the-top stuff and like tiny tina is like one of the standout characters of the borderline franchise and that expansion uh was one of the best things that happened yes. to borderlands so uh yeah that was like the perfect way to end borderlands too in my opinion and uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 a game master of tabletop RPGs. Some people will know I was <laughs> I was I was GMing just last night. I had some people in my living room, uh, so I'm very excited for for this game just because it's going to have a lot of uh, I, I think uh, Dungeons and Dragons and and other uh, role playing uh, references. So very yeah. excited for that. Um, and yeah, the over the top style. I just really hope that they either go one way or another. Right? Either it's they're 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 not even trying to go the looter shooter route because this is a separate thing, which I'm kind of interested in seeing them do that um, a little bit. Or they do the opposite where they they make it sort of like a Borderlands pre sequel. It's sort of like another offshoot game like that one mm. was. Um, but if they do that, then I'm going to have the same issues where I I think they need to modernize certain things to keep it up with uh, how the looter shooter genre has evolved since they invented it. Right? They invented yeah. it, but it's sort of outgrown. The Borderlands franchise, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. Everything I saw looked great. I kind of every time that game comes on, I like listen to it, but I try to look away because I don't want to see too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very excited for it. Yeah. So, a um, couple good points in the in the chat here. And Vault Boy, Mitchy, good morning, everyone. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, as Jordan said here, Borderlands Three really succeeded mechanically. Combat and movement felt great, which is true. Yes, 100%. Um, and I think that goes back to. Uh, kind of emphasizes the point that Travis was making, whereas if they can kind of evolve the actual, uh, not the mechanics, because the mechanics are great, right? Uh, evolve the yeah. way it's approached um, and and really dive into Tiny Tina in the vein that we saw with that expansion, right? And kind of how they set up bunkers and badasses, you know, as the game they were playing at the time. I think this yeah. will be really, really good. So Also the main characters, that was another thing that three didn't really grapple with me is the, the characters you play as they've always sort of been like faceless, but I, I didn't really get into any of the ones in, in the uh, Borderlands three game. So I hope that the main characters mm. you play in, in uh, this game are at least more interesting or better developed. I, sure. so I could be wrong and anyone corrects me. I could have sworn they said you create your character in this one. Nice. So well, yeah, that's probably gonna be generic then. But yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. right for D, for like a D and D game. You create right if you're you, you know you're building the RPG elements. I don't think it has the same type of just character with skill tree as we saw in the other Borderlands. It's a yeah. shame Leo's not in the chat. We got our buddy Leo on GPTB. Um, he's a nut with this stuff. He follows every little detail. So, but anyway, uh, Neo, you into these games, man? Borderlands. Um. So here's the thing. I really. Well, I, I guess you could say I did love Borderlands. I loved Borderlands 2 so friggin' much. Like, I love that game to the point where I got it. I got a copy of it on Vita just because I was like, yo, I want to play. I want to see how this plays on a handheld. Uh, no. Not good. Not yet. No, <laughs> Not we, were, we were a few years too <laughs> soon for the portable Borderlands experience. But I really love Borderlands 2. 
Um, and then after a while, I guess I kind of fell out from the franchise. It, there was this period in time going into the PlayStation 4, Xbox One generation where all of my co-op buddies that we used to run things with on 360, we just went in different directions for games. Uh, some people started getting into stuff like Destiny, and that's all they played. Some people just stuck with Call of Duty. So the idea of like, yo, let's buy this game. We're all going to squat up and play it. It just wasn't a thing. So I, I didn't really mess with the pre-sequel until I got it on sale for cheap on um, PS4. Um, but unfortunately, I did most of that experience solo because, you know, most of my crew was out. So I was mm -hmm. like, ah, OK, Borderlands 3 is coming out. I'm probably not going to get that. This one, though, I am extremely excited about it because just in the past year and a half, I've met so many new people and all they do is run all these games. So it gets me excited that I have people who can play this stuff and everything I saw from it as someone who really didn't follow much of it. Like I've seen the trailers. I think the first one they showed off was, um, was it, was it at the summer games fest show last year? Game game awards. Something I thought like that, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was one Jeff of those. Keely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I saw that and I was like, it looks kind of cool. And then I saw this trailer and it looked like in my words, chaotic, fun and that's all i'm going for with this so if you were to ask me about like oh what do you think about this in terms of how it relates to the franchise i wouldn't know um but it looks like a nice fun time in my opinion that's like my my old dan man type of saying it looks like a great old romp bro just a great old romp right i wasn't gonna use those words i know i know your borderlands me. guy man you in, yeah. you in on this Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, the, anything they they put out with you know anything Borderlands and Tiny Tina's is great. Uh, yeah. Everything that you guys said is is pretty much spot on. It, it looks amazing. I'm ready for it. Let's just get it out. Because what do you think of three? It was not the best one. It was it was good. You know, I mean, they they, they did a good job kind of supporting it. I think you know going on, but it was um, two is my favorite. It always will be. It's hard to. Yeah. You know, yeah, Jack was Jack. just so good. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, the problem. I met that guy. He did a stream at the IGN office where he was playing all of the Borderlands game all day and streaming it as Handsome Jack. Nice. Was, nice. It was, he was hilarious. It was like literally like two feet away from my desk, so I could just hear him just talking crap like all day. <laughs> like people on the stream it was amazing. They did. Yeah, I think you know, with three, they tried to be. They tried to capitalize on like modern social media uh, culture, and it just kind of came off. Flat, I think it could have worked. I just think the writing wasn't very good. Those, it wasn't those, very good. Those no. villains were just not interesting to me. That was no. kind of the main. They were problem. more annoying than interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's funny they kind of played into Handsome Jack in the expansions, you know, to try and kind of probably generate that for the fan base. But it, they should have done that from the beginning. I think they should have just brought him back, like because <laughs> you're, you're never going to beat him. It's like you know, you create a Darth Vader, and it's like, all right, well, what comes after that? Like you can't really top it. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, March 25th looks good. I'm pumped for it. Hopefully we can get a crew playing and looting together. It'd be fun. So, all right. Mm -hmm. So this, this is one of the most strange ones for me at the show. And I've seen a lot of mixed thoughts on this one is Forspoken. So Forspoken mm -hmm. is this, you know, new game coming out. We saw it last year. Uh, I think it was last year for the first time. Right. And yeah. then we saw more gameplay this time. They kind of did this, uh, uh, um, voiceover with it this time is kind of role-playing as this lead character right um this one for me is very mixed there are parts of it they show where i'm like wow that looks really cool right some of the abilities some of the the combat mm -hmm. and then there's other aspects where i'm like wow this looks really poor 
Um, and I've got this really weird dichotomy of how I feel about what this game could be. Um, and then I saw, you know, some people saying, well, you know, this has Gary Witta writing it and Amy Hennig's involved and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, Amy Hennig came out and said, yeah, she consulted on the game very early, but that was before she left for this other company. So it's not like Amy Hennig, this is an Amy Hennig game, right? She just happened to be a consultant early on. So I don't know. I'm weird on this one, guys. I, I, I've talked to some people who said this looks fantastic. I've talked to others who say they have no interest at all. Um, I'm kind of in, in the middle on this one. Where are you guys at? So I'm really... I mean, I'm I'm really excited for this game. Everything about it, I, I really dig. I love the fact that it's like an isekai story set in a modern day. Because most of the isekai stories, basically where you get transported to another world, most of the time it's always like, you know, things that are period pieces. So I like how it's just like a modern flair. I mean, she's over there just dropping like F-bombs, like what the hell, what's going on here? Um, but I think the biggest problem I do have of what they've shown is that they do it in like all these sizzle reels. So we can't really mm. get a grasp of what this game is. We see the traversal where she's running through the forest. She's jumping on the mountains, doing the loop-de-loops like she's Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> we see that and, that and that looks cool. But every time we see the gameplay, it's just in like flash scenes. Like, oh, yeah. here's this. Here's this Doctor Strange mystic art. Like, here's that. And it looks great. Graphically, it looks fantastic. But I just want to see what is an average play session of Forspoken, you know. And one of my biggest fears is the fact that, because um, this is going to be an open world game from, what, I guess, what we're seeing. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of worried because uh, Square Enix's track record on these big budget open worlds is not the greatest. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 was an open world because they had it, they needed to have an open world. It didn't add much to the experience, and, and in fact, it was a detriment because you're spending all this time driving around for no reason. So that's one of my <laughs> biggest fears. You're just in this world because you have to be in the world, and they're going to use the traversal as a means to be like, "Hey, look, see, you can traverse the open world with our mechanic." I don't know. Um, so that's my biggest deal. I just want to see what is the core gameplay loop like. Is it is it going to have side missions? What are the bosses going to be compared to? Um, that's what I want to see more of. I'm excited from what we've seen so far. I dig it, but I just I need to just put us with eight minutes of footage. None of this like because the game is coming out in March, like spring. Not well, not sp March, but they said around spring. spring. They said spring. Yeah, so it's not that far away when you really think about it, and we haven't seen concrete just standalone footage. That's my biggest fear. No, yeah. it's true, and and funny. Jordan says Neo the sizzle reel is the mo of Japanese trailers, which is kind of true. But yeah, <laughs> but I mean, most of the time, like when you see when you see those things done, you can do it for something like Devil May Cry because we know what Devil May Cry is going to play you know like. So we can, yeah. yeah, we can see that. But this is a brand new IP, and it's just I I don't know. We just need a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, and, and to your point, if it's actually coming out in spring, realistically, uh, they should be in polishing stage right now, which means they could do a kind of vertical slice of a campaign segment, to your point, to show what is actually happening here. Um, funny enough, a couple of people in chat already saying they're cautious because it's from Square Enix. I think Square I think I think uh, I think confidence. Yeah, I think confidence in Square Enix has kind of waned um, for some. I don't get it. I, I, I'm just telling you, that's not the first time I heard that. 15. And yeah. Well, it started with 13 and that whole saga. And then 15 was a big blunder in so many ways. Um, and then to a lesser extent, Kingdom Hearts 3, even though I don't think it was as bad as 15, for a lot of people who've been waiting 15 years for that story's conclusion, it's like... The story. What? Yeah, exactly. The story. <laughs> that only happens in the last three hours of the game, mind you. So I, I totally get it, you know? 
I mean, for Final Fantasy 16, I don't think so, because the people working on that game are separate from the people that did 15. But yeah, I, I totally get the reservations. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 mostly it's probably the Avengers. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't look <laughs> great by any stretch of the imagination. You don't like blonde you know. Peter Quill? Uh, no, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's coming well, anyway. Yeah, it's. I think I understand the reservations. This game to me is going to hinge on, you know, how is the gameplay mechanics compared to the story that they're trying to tell, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't need, you know, some kind of coming of age story that yeah, I, I just don't care. You know, now if that's like takes a background to, you know, some really good gameplay mechanics, you know, great. You know, that's, that's what I want. I want to, you yeah. know, and then have your story in whatever it is that's happening to this person. So we'll see how it is. I'm, I'm optimistic mm-hmm. cautiously, I guess. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, to your point, Neo, I think that would probably go a long way to, to show eight minutes of just gameplay and then you just go from there. So we'll see. We'll see and as works. you were speaking and saying spring too, it occurred to me that, um, you know, we haven't spring even gotten to all the games. So spring is already loaded. Dude. Like we're talking about Elden Ring is basically right at the end of January. So that's oh, February. Then you've got Horizon. Mm-hmm. Then you've got um, there's something. Sifu. Sifu comes out, I think, that same week. That same week. There's a yeah. game right after that, too, after Horizon. I forget. Oh. They got pushed to February 25th, a big one I'm forgetting. But you've got Gran Turismo 7 now. Um, if it hits. <laughs> Yeah, if it, yeah, we know how Gran Turismo is. Um, yeah. You know, we've got Forspoken. We've got there's just a lot. Tiny Tina, Tina's March, yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's yeah, there's a lot. But anyway, Jordan, where you? Or Jordan, I'm talking, looking at chat. Travis, where you at on uh, Forspoken, man? Um, yeah, I'm really trying not to get this game confused with Avowed. I don't know why. Maybe what? it's because they're maybe it's because they're both like words I feel like I'd hear at a wedding. Like Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. I don't know. Yep. But like I'm getting the, their names confused. Uh I, I think I'm a wait and see on this one. Um I liked what they showed. I was like, all right, this is interesting. I've not seen anything like this. Uh Squeenix is really good at making like very original games at the very least. So um uh, I'm sure it'll be uh entertaining. But yeah, I'm a wait and see on this one. Um I I I think it'll probably be good i also think it'll probably be delayed i don't think it's coming out mm. in spring hear about it just now i just i don't with all the other stuff sony has coming in spring and xbox's stuff coming in spring there's just lots of yeah i, I don't think it's coming in spring that's my personal thought yeah and this is one where um uh sony... Damn, that dog is really liking that water going to yeah. town is he straight up, up. <laughs> Um, that's actually Dan's kid. He feeds him. <laughs> um, this is one where PlayStation has what a year or two exclusive for what? For yeah. spoken? For spoken? Yeah. 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 And if Probably. it's anything like Final Fantasy VII remake, y'all. I didn't even know Final Fantasy remake was ever coming to Xbox. I still uh, all they so said was one year exclusive, really? but they never. So here's confirmed. the thing. Here's the thing. I have a prediction. Um, <laughs> Go for it. So. There was a year exclusivity for the base game Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then they came out with the Integrade DLC back in June. And that DLC's exclusivity is six months. So from what it sounds like, I think that's the last of the DLC. They're not going to do anything else. They're going to be working on the full game. Part of me is thinking when that six months is up from the DLC, they're going to repackage it and sell it on other platforms. Maybe Xbox. 
most likely PC. So I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something at the Game Awards like Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate coming to PC and it's available today or in March or something like that. That's yeah. that's I'd my be, prediction. I'd kind of be surprised if it didn't come to Xbox just because oh, absolutely, yeah. Final Fantasy has, like, all of them have been on Xbox except for 14 because of that whole uh, cross-play situation. But, like, mm. I think... Uh, I'd be surprised if it hasn't because you can play the original Final Fantasy on Xbox. You can play all the other mainline Final Fantasy games. Yeah, games. They've, they've brought them everything. All over. Yep. They yeah. got every single game with the exception of like one or two, the older titles, but that's 10? not even. Can you play Final Fantasy 10? Yeah, they just added it to Game Pass a few weeks it's ago. It's on Game Pass, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, the funny thing is, by the time this probably does come over, Final Fantasy 16 will be coming, and that's exclusive to PlayStation for a year plus. They've already nailed that down, too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. They got that Japanese market, man. They do. do. They do. So, speaking of Japanese market, here's another one which is throwing me for a loop is Ghostwire Tokyo. So, Ghostwire <laughs> Tokyo is from Tango. I don't know what that game is. That, <laughs> this no, is no. the point. It's from Tango. Evil Within, in my opinion, was very good. It was like a return to classic Japanese horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought those games were excellent. You know, you've got Shinji Mikami over there, right? I mean, you've got talent, you've got knowledge. Um, and they announced this game, and I'm like, oh man, Shinji, Tango, you know, Japanese horror, let's get it. And every time they show this game, I get less enthusiastic about it. Like, I don't know what it's supposed to be. It doesn't look interesting, it doesn't look sca- scary. Um, I, I don't know what's going on here, guys. I, I can't be alone in this, right? Bro, your guess is as good as mine. Like, I, I, I it's, it's just too fast for me, bro. I'm like, wait, what is going on? He's got powers as a sword, faceless I, people. There's, yeah, I don't bro. know. I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I, th- those are just all the words I have. Like, I'm sure it'll be fun, <laughs> but I just don't know what this game is going to be. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Again, we're it's almost it's almost worse than the Forspoken thing. It's like we keep seeing this game, but nothing tells us what this is really about. Really, I was calling mm-hmm. it. I was reversing the 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 words in the name for like a good year until I actually Tokyo Ghostwire. Name. Yeah, I was calling it Tokyo <laughs> Ghostwire, and I was like, dude, it's Ghostwire Tokyo. I was like, oh, <laughs> and nobody corrected me for a whole year. That I think that's very telling, man. Like, <laughs> like we know what he's talking about, but we don't yeah. know what it is either. Exactly. <laughs> The problem is we've seen more of this game than we have, I think, any other game that was shown aside from GTA Five. But <laughs> like this is this is the one that we've seen the most of and we know the least out of. It's the weirdest yeah. thing it is. I've ever seen. And I have no idea what really? it is. Really? That's the no weirdest idea. thing you've ever seen? The show well, it's the weirdest like thing, a five like, minute like, chess trailer. I still don't know what that was. I, I, I know what that's all about. I know what that's the all what about. Trailer? No. I know what that's about. Okay, so you guys are jumping all the way back to the beginning. I'm sorry, I just I, I had the to advertise. It that's an yeah. ad. That wasn't a what trailer. Was that? It's an ad. Oh, that was a commercial. That was a commercial. Uh, it's twofold. There's it's there's a double entendre meeting. So first things first, it's chess, right? Yeah, yeah. I got that right? part. You know, it's, it's chess exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's chess, but you know, it's also symbolic because PlayStation, they're not playing checkers. They're playing chess. <laughs> oh, God. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That's what you've got. For I didn't what know where you playing, were going with they're that. They're playing that chess. Funny. It takes a certain level of intellect. I know it's a little too early in the morning for y'all, but I've been up since 6 a.m. brainstorming this. And then also, um, something that's more, more tangible, if you guys look, they're hiding a lot of, and it's not even a joke, they're hiding iconography of other games there. Like someone just uncovered today, that there was um, Resident Evil 4 iconography, which a, a lot of people are speculating that that may be the uh, 
the Resident Evil 4 remake possibly being timed exclusive. Obviously, it's a stretch. It could just be an Easter egg nod, but weirder things have happened. Who knows? Yeah, but that, it was way too long, man. I was like, I, is this PlayStation Home Revival? What is this, bro? Yeah, remember I told you I started this after it was live, so I had no idea. And I'm watching. <laughs> it, I'm like, like, what are we doing? Like, is this well, a, an ad or what? You know? Yeah. And, the, the problem was right before it started, it said captured on a PlayStation console. I'm like, what oh. the hell are you talking about? Oh, this? Was, it did. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's the first thing wow. it showed, and I was just that. like. Damn, this is super realistic. These people look real. Wow. Yeah. All I gotta say, Neo, if this is PlayStation playing chess, they're playing a weird game. They're leaving their queen undefended. They're moving uh-huh. around <laughs> haphazardly, and I'm just like, what is how this? they do, bro? That's yeah. how they do. They're yeah. psyching you out. They're psyching you out. This is this is like, why do you think they're working Kojima? 4D chess. <laughs> They're nine moves wow. ahead. Wow. <laughs> I, I believe that they believe that. I'm exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yes, 100%. So, Ghostwire, Travis. Uh, I don't know what this game is. Every time I see it, it looks different. It's four for four. Just, yeah, I just don't know what it is, but I'm, I'll, I'll play it. Sure. I, like, I think we can all agree. We'll figure it out by making Dan stream it. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, but that looks that no, that looks right up your alley in terms of being a game and you play the game. You don't have to worry about like exposition. I feel like that <laughs> might be up your alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have no idea what it's called. Yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, no idea. We, we we've got some really cool comic games to talk about. Uh, but before we get there, we'll talk on Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, Bro. hating on this game is it just because he's blonde he no, no 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 uh, i personally don't care so i'm gonna let you guys go because i have no interest in this even a little bit i'm full right. dan on this one okay so you so guys here's go the thing. i i got no problems with them doing guardians of the galaxy game i love guardians of the galaxy but my whole shtick is i just don't like the way this game looks man it looks off-putting like when they first showed off the game at E3, I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I can't wait to play this game in like 2023. And they said that thing is going to be out in five months. I was like, nope, <laughs> something's going wrong. Um, but I mean, they did instill some confidence. They said it's not a live service game. It's purely single player. Um, I don't really like the idea that you only play a Star-Lord versus everybody else. That. Perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. HR Barman knows it. I hate that all you play as is Star-Lord, and that kind of sucks. I mean, basically, it's just like, what are they going to map the other Guardians' abilities to the the D-pad? Yeah, you can issue commands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's that's what kind of bothers me. And then it kind of goes again with the whole Avengers thing, where it's like, I'll just be honest, it looks like bootleg Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, there's so many. Are you just reading designs. the comments as we go here? I'm not even, oh my God. What the, I'm not, I do not even have the chat pulled up here. What the? My fault is down. Holy. Yo, wow. But see, it, same sentiment. I mean, it just, it looks like you saw what Marvel did with Spider Man and how it's different, but that's their own thing. And you buy it, you believe it. And then you go over to this and you're just like, like really, y'all, y'all, y'all could have done so much more. But I mean, I'm yeah. sure the game will be fine. But I just like Deus Ex was sacrificed for this. No one in the comments said that, so I got ahead of the game. I'm don't good. remind me of that, man. Don't remind. I me agree of that. with that part. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But I, I think people are being overly harsh on this game. Uh, like for one, the all the Square Enix Avengers or Marvel games have sort of used the 
the traditional look of the characters from the comics like like star lord looks more like he does from the comics and less like the mcu and i think they're doing that intentionally to distance from some of the stuff that happens in mcu just because like you're not going to live up to that and you're not going to pay no, Chris Pratt not. like five million dollars or however much he takes to you know record vo for it or mocap or anything else you'd have to do so I, I think um, they it's kind of like a lose-lose when you're making this world. Like People want to play it, but they also have expectations of like, oh, this better be the MCU. It better be like the characters I know. Um, and I kind of like that they're not doing that because you're never going to live up to that. So just like go your own way. I think I think it's good that they're doing that. And I, I think that everything we've seen so far, it looks cool. It looks fun, over the top, the rhythm-based combat I really like. How he's, you know, he's putting on his headphones and uh, hitting things. Um, I... I I think uh, I think people are being a little harsh on this one, but you know, you never know until you play it. I'm not gonna yeah. uh, d- defend a game I haven't played, but like, I, I just I still am, am interested in giving it a try. It, it looks it looks like a good time. Yeah, if the, the writing Marvel is good, if it's funny, I'll like it. Yeah, the Marvel fan in me wants to play it. You know, so I'll, I'll probably check it out. So I'm hoping and praying it's good. I mean, it's Idos Montreal, so they're really good with their narratives. Yeah. So I think I I think it might be one of those situations where what we see in the trailers is not representative of how deep the dialogue is because i feel like if you watch the trailers if i because i showed this trailer to my sister who her only interaction with marvel stuff is the mcu and she was just like Mm. so they're making it like the movies then because she heard the music being inserted and everything she's like yeah that's like how in the movies how they had like old school tracks playing i'm like oh god if this is her interpretation of it then now i see why everyone is pissed off you know (laughs) um Big Nash has, uh, that, it's October 20. Sorry, October 26 is when it releases. Real quick, go yeah, ahead. That's that's yeah. Soon. I, I was just gonna say the whole the whole Deus Ex having to die for this. Like, yeah, I, I hate that too. So, that's <sighs> yeah, I was gonna touch on that once we got to the big announcements at the end because the one thing that as a as someone who uh, grew up liking comics and stuff, but I'm not super into these comic games. Um, yes. The one thing that kind of bothers me is when really strong video game ips have to die so Mm. that we can get licensed ips and we're seeing that more and more and i think we're going to see it more and more and that to me is just a shame um because it's like i don't know i I get the fan service obviously i get the sales aspect i i mean it makes perfect business sense i get it but it's disappointing like i if you're gonna put guardians of the galaxy next to deus x3 i mean it's not even like that's not even a conversation to me like come on yeah I agree. I, I, I definitely have an issue uh, with, I think I've talked about this like on every podcast I've ever been on, but I really have an issue <laughs> with, uh, with the games industry trying to parrot the movie industry and going mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we can be taken seriously too. And and here's The Last of Us to show you that the video games are for adults, you know? And, and then they take out some of the stuff that is like uniquely video game. Like, yeah. you know, Bioshock is a great story that you could never tell in a book or in a movie or in a TV yeah. show or anything. It has to be a video game, right? Knights of the Old Republic is actually another great example of that. It has to Speak be a on video it. game. Speak on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think uh, both like the whole, you know, de-gamifying and trying to make video games more like movies is bad. And I think also trying to like inject existing IPs that are well-known movies or TV shows and make those video games. I don't think that that's like the future for video games. They have to have their own identity. They have to create unique stuff that makes you think like, wow, the video game industry uh, matters and and is important on its own. It doesn't have to attach itself to these other like more influential mediums, which like 
I, I like, are they more influential anymore? Like movies, definitely not like TV shows. I, I don't even know if that's true anymore. The video games are such a huge industry now. So yeah, um, yeah I could talk about this topic all day, but yeah, I, I agree. The, the licensed uh, situation. I mean, I'm also the guy who's going to like, uh, you know, cry tears of joy anytime they announce a new Star Wars game. So like, I'm, I'm victim <laughs> to this too. Like I, I also, I also do this, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the, the that trend at all. You know, it's like our friends say over at Iron Lord Podcast, Travis. I think you're on to something <laughs> because I i mean, the older I get, I, I'm like this as well. So one of the last games I completed was earlier in the year was uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Phenomenal, oh phenomenal. Neo, phenomenal. I knew I loved you, man. Yes. I need to be on the show more. Yes, that, I love that was, my game. That was my game of the year last all, year. All four so of us good. are on that same boat. All four yeah. of us love really? that game. Really? And Dan really? too? Dan loves that game. Dude, I'm a Yakuza oh. freak. Oh my Dan is a Yakuza oh. nut, Travis. That I was a my people. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, that was my that was my game of the year. That that game Dude. was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah, it was good. I, I actually it. have every achievement in that game. Oh, there right. you go. Stop trying to yeah. flex with your achievements. No one cares, okay? I'm just saying, dude, that, that, those achievements <laughs> are not easy to get. Like one of them, you have to do the uh the, the time Millennium Tower. Yeah, oh, no, I yeah. know. I know. I know. No, but um, uh, flex, flex those achievements. That's that's how we ended up. That's how you ended up with his girlfriend. That's how you do it. There you go. You think that tie is just for show? It's got a little uh, achievement on the end of it. That's what it is. No, nah, but in all in all seriousness, you, you simply can't put a label on Dan. That is true, Jordan. Is true. I, I say this every week, and people just don't listen to me. I try to tell them. So here's the thing. All right, so we're all in agreement. Yakuza Like Dragons, phenomenal, fantastic game. Yes. One of my biggest complaints, though, even though I loved it and I loved the story, it took me out of the experience way too many times because of the cutscenes. Some of those cutscenes went on for like five minutes, ten minutes. I remember one cutscene was so long that my controller actually turned off. And <laughs> like I said, the quality of the cutscenes is fantastic. It's a great story. But sometimes when I get into the mindset of playing a game, it's very different than when I'm playing a, when I'm watching a movie. So when I'm like ready and amped up to play a game, I'm feeling energetic. And I'm just sitting here watching a cutscene for 15 minutes. It just, it takes me out. So I can see what you're saying. Like sometimes you want to blur the lines, like use the cutscenes when applicable to the story, but also make it its own thing. You know what I'm saying? Because all of the cutscenes in Like a Dragon would be a fantastic television drama. Fantastic. But when I'm playing the game, I'm wondering like, how does this really fit in? Because you go from the cutscenes back to the gameplay and it's like, it's not like a, a nice balance where it's like, okay, you have your cutscenes, you have your gameplay, and they mesh together. Like the Star Wars example is perfect, Travis. You're not getting KOTOR in the movies, you know, in terms of the storytelling and in terms of how they tell the story. Very different from Empire Strikes Back. And that's, I think, what more people need to do instead of just being like, hey, we have this license. Like John Wick, like we can do a John Wick video game, but is it going to be the same adrenaline that comes from a John Wick movie? You know, it's got it's got to be different. You know, yeah, agree. I think that's fair. It's one of the biggest problem I have with a lot of Kojima games. Oh is, God, is it just uh, they are it doesn't do anything for me. I, I if I want to watch a movie, I'll watch a movie. Don't Although don't be don't. fair. Be fair. They are weird movies that never would be made in Hollywood. They yeah. probably only <laughs> exist in video game industry. So I, I respect fair. that. <laughs> By the way, uh, DeFloyd uh, reminds us that Lost Judgment is at the end of the month. A yes, weeks away. That's right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. September twenty fifth. So yeah, that sounds That's right. Saturday. It's I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys saw the the news, but like apparently Yakuza is now 
switching to being their turn-based game that they're just going to continue with. Uh, yes, with, which uh, I I like on, personally. Which I I love. So like I think I'll play the Judgment games just to support the franchise. But like yes. I'm going to be the I'm going to be a Yakuza like guy now. Like all of those <laughs> any no, you, game. I just love I, I'm it. sad. I'm sad. All the all the other six though that you can play on on Xbox or whatever they don't have uh, English dubbing. That's like the one thing because I wanted to go back and play all the other ones and then I just got real sick of reading the subtitles. What you, the... you have to play those games in Japanese? What are you talking dude, about? Yakuza Zero. I, dude, I, played, oh my God. I played Yakuza Like a Dragon in English and I was like, this is fantastic. I, I'll really say this much though. I will good. say this much though. The dub being included in these new yakuza games yakuza yeah. judgment has done so much goodwill for the franchise because people like travis lord cognito so yeah. many people i know they played it english dub for the first time and they said like well i'm not speaking for you travis but most people like if it was subtitles i probably wouldn't play it just because of the nature of all the reading and getting immersed because it's a different thing entirely when you're watching an anime with subtitles versus listening to it yeah, um, it, it, it also helps with like for me the thing the reason i have to like i watch a ton of anime my girlfriend's like obsessed with anime but we both really like the english dubbing because i can't feel their emotion if i don't understand the 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 inflections you know what i mean like if they're course. speaking english i can understand like i i can't i kind of empathize with them more because yeah. they're literally speaking my language right and so I, I think it does open it up to a broader audience and I would love to see them go back and add English dubbing for the old ones, but uh, I, 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 they have to continue doing it right. Like in the yeah, future oh, games, I, it's, it's going to be, yeah. Going forward just because of the success of judgment. Yeah. Yakuza like, dude, I, I, I really want to see some sales figures for like a dragon. Cause I think yeah. they said it sold the fastest out of any mainline Yakuza game, which I mean, it's not saying much, but that's still something good. And yeah. it's a great game. Dude, I cannot wait for you because the eight. I need it. I know, dude. I'm so, very excited. So Dan, literally, like for the past couple of years, Dan is our Yakuza stand. I mean, he's played really? Dan. I don't want to speak for you, but you love yeah. and play them all. And I've always been the one who is like, I couldn't get into them. I tried and tried and tried, but like a dragon's the game that I've really adored. Why? Why? Why did it change? It, it clearly wasn't the English dubbing. No, I really do. I love the turn-based and the class-based stuff. It's more like a proper yes. RPG to me, and I love that. Yeah, I, and, and, and old I, school, old school with the job system. Yeah, there needs to be yeah. more turn-based RPGs. Why are why are developers so afraid of it when like all the ones that have come out recently are like kill it? Like it's you awesome. know, they made the turn-based RPGs were like dead, and then like South Park did the turn-based RPG and it was like <laughs> amazing. And then that you know Yakuza is doing it. it's like why are there not more? I don't know. Why I think when people hear turn-based, they think of like the ones we played growing up, right? Final like Fantasy the ones that are like very slow moving, yeah. kind of click click turn. I love click, all click. of those. I don't mind Lost it either, Odyssey, but yeah. But I'm saying mm -hmm. like Yakuza did it really well. It's very fluid. There's a lot going on, and it just it works well together. I loved it. And it's yeah. silly. That's like there needs yeah, to be and it's more silly. silly games. Like I, we, why do we have not that many comedy games? It's like Borderlands, Yo. Yakuza. Like there needs to be more comedy. And here's another thing that I love the most, and I think Travis, you'll appreciate this a lot. There needs to be more JRPGs set in the modern day with an adult cast. Because here's the thing, as much as I love Persona, and I love this to death, y'all know this shrine, <laughs> I they have done all they can do with 16-year-old high schoolers. We've done it, <laughs> we've done it over and over again. 
let's bring it up to speed. Let's put them in college. Let's put yep. them in the workforce. Tackle different things. Because, yeah, I can relate put to the, in dark... the workforce. Exactly. I'm with Neo. Like, every after watching anime and playing, uh, like, Japanese video games, I was like, so in Japan, like, after high school, do, do they all just disappear? Like, they just don't have lives or... Like what? It, why is every story set in high? I guess these dudes are just in high school their whole life. That's just their, you know what it is. The peak of existence in Japan. My crazy. sister and I, she's a big anime fan as well. We were talking about this because a lot of Japanese media, the reason why it's so it, most of it is set in like childhood stuff, so like the Naruto's and things like mm -hmm. that, is because on some level Japanese culture really wants to get back to that they want to get back to reliving the glory days as children and they don't want to face the real world and what you do as an adult and when you look at the most popular right. anime everything that's successful everything everything even if it has dark subject matter like something like death note it stars a kid in Dang high school Rampa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Dang and Rampa. Exactly. This murder game, the trials. <laughs> you know that stuff. It's <laughs> insane. I love Dang and Rampa. I love it so Me much. Me too. Yeah. Neo. Neo. Man. See, Dan, we're back. We're back to we're back. We're dating back. sim. Uh, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's not no dating sim. No, no, no. Oh, what are, How dare you? It's what am I mixing it up with? I'm Bro. mixing it up. Um, something it we talked about last week, Travis. Yeah. Um, I, I forget it's, it's more of a murder simulator than it's anything. A murder else. Sim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Murder like, all right, calm down. All right, uh, it's a <laughs> great offense. It's like Ace Attorney, but uh, darker and not yeah. as good. You know, I, I, I can't remember the name. Oh, no, no, it's not as good as Ace Attorney. No, Ace what's the other dating dope. sim you were talking about last week? Uh, there's Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, God damn it. God damn it, Neil. <laughs> Give him again. Uh, oh, 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 Doki Doki Literature Club. Maybe that's what I was making. Oh, that, well, that's, 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 Sorry. that's, uh, yeah. I, so I'm actually playing that game right now. I saw Neo. Yes. I think I may have some, had something to do with that. Damn, we gotta, we gotta take back control of the show, man. We're losing it. We're All, right, losing you know, it. All right, let's move on to the next topic in this keep it insane. to talk about PlayStation Showcase. You see what happens? Yeah, exactly. Now. <laughs> we we got to get back to Tachia, guys. Tachia? Chia? I'm going to give, I'm gonna give my seeds? quick comment on this game. Chia seeds? No. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's a hard I, 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 I was going to ask you guys if you had anything to say about it. I, I don't know. Um, I, I thought, here's the funny thing. When they opened it up and I saw they do that guitar segment, I'm like, what is this, The Last of Us Kids Edition? Kids bop. That's what it yeah. is because it looks so similar, bro. <laughs> Kids bop. <laughs> bro but honestly i got i mean it looks it looks cool it might be like a like a an indie gem an indie darling we all play it but i'm I, i'm not gonna pretend to get excited you know yeah <laughs> i actually yeah. thought it was cool i i i'm interested in this did. one um <laughs> he's a hipster let him go let him go <laughs> right yeah you guys are yelling at us old guys Forgive, the, that forgive me for liking video games largely. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, can I just say, we've been on this show, we've been on this show for almost 90 minutes, and that was the most enthusiasm Dan has ever shown. Yeah. He said, of course you did. Of course you did like a video game. How dare you? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I actually think this game looked really unique. Like, for me, I'm really into, like, unique games that I haven't seen before, and this, like, the art style was unique, the setting and the types of characters were stuff I hadn't seen. Apparently, I looked it up afterwards. Apparently, it's like a physics-based game, which uh, you know it has like you jumping around and doing stuff. And I was like, if this is like an indie game that I can get for like 15, 20 bucks and play for a couple hours, like 
I'm down. It looked good. Um, so again, I have, I have to see more of it, but it looked like I'm, a game that made me think PlayStation needs game pass. That's what it made. It looked like to me. Are, are you, are you, are you saying, that. are you saying that's game pass fodder, sir? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Fodder. Is that what you're saying? Oh, the fodder I mean, word he, came out. He, he brings up a good point though. Like some games you're like, Oh, I'll play that if it's convenient and accessible. And if, no. if, Sony still has a paywall in front of these games. They're just going to be less. Well, and you just said popular. it. I mean, you just said if this is $15, $20, right? If it comes out yeah. at 40 are you realistically buying it? I'll probably just wait for it to come to Xbox and be on yeah, Game Exactly Pass. right. Yeah. And be on Game Pass. Exactly right. Yeah. So, but yeah, that, I mean, it, it's obviously not a priority, but I like games like this that are something you kind of weren't expecting or like different than anything else you've seen at the show. I thought yeah, lady, cool. lady in the chat's all about it. There you go. Yeah. I think it was different for PlayStation. I think it looked cool. Yep. So I'm yep. with you, lady. All right, let's get to the big stuff, guys. So to this point, like we started with Knights and then in my opinion, they had like a huge lull and I was like watching the show and I'm like, really, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> but then Herman comes out, Herman looking all sharp, um, comes out and says, you know, first party is key for us and creative experiences, blah, blah, blah. And then they go in the first party. So the first thing we get is the tease for Wolverine. Now, um, this obviously huge surprise. Um, yeah. We don't know anything about it. Uh, there's a few Easter eggs in the trailer, right? But I mean, we don't know date. We don't know gameplay, whatever. But made by Insomniac, stating everything. That's all we need to know. Made by Insomniac. Uh, uh, yeah, that's I it, mean, bro. It Say stating less. everything that um, you know, stating everything that we all know already. But this is. Um, this is obviously huge. I mean, I, I don't really know what we say about this one, right? We um, doesn't matter when it comes out. It's just going to be a monster of a game. Um, it's very clear, and this is when I was going to bring up the whole thing about IPs. Like Insomniac has struck such a chord, right, with Spider-Man and done it so well. Um, in fact, I've, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of first party, Spider-Man is the best-selling PS4 game in its entire stretch. Mm -hmm. um, Miles, I think, is probably the best-selling PS5 game. Um, <clears throat> and now you've got Spider-Man 2, which we'll get to in a second, and Wolverine. So I love this because I know that many of many of my friends i'm the only one who's not overly excited for wolverine i'm more excited spider-man not so much but that's just me i know this game is massive 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 um so the only thing that bothers me is uh you know i look at insomniac and i think of things like sunset overdrive and i think of resistance and i think of you know all these ips that they're sitting on and the only concern i have is does it mean these are just gone do, do we forget that Insomniac is going to make anything like this again, because now they are the Marvel studio for PlayStation, um, which makes, again, perfect sense. It makes sense for the fans. It makes sense financially. I get it. Uh, it's just disappointing for me personally, but um, not to not to put a downer on Wolverine because this announcement is fantastic. And the only yeah. thing I can say about it is um, I hope they do it full R, make it bloody, make it gory, make it Wolverine at his rawest. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I think uh, like people are always shouting new IP, new IP, new IP. And I think for that to happen, some old franchises have to die. And to be honest, the ones that PlayStation has chosen to let die, I don't really feel like I'm going to miss. Like I'm not okay. going to miss Resistance like at all. Like okay. I just, you, like, you shut your mouth, but go there's, ahead. Dude, there's, pl <laughs> there's plenty of shooters and there's plenty of sci-fis and they're all better than Resistance. That's my review of the Resistance. All right, calm down. Right, so. Okay. Uh, I mean, aren't there like what, what about shooters are out there besides like Destiny, Halo? I mean, you just said two games that that's are it, but that's it. Resistance. Like, but that's better, like, yeah, what they're better than but Resistance was unique. Resistance, it had so, like, charm. It, it was cool. Dead Space. 
shooter better than resistance third person but still i mean like i i the list goes on and on i i just for me i play the resistance games and i was like wow these games all feel way behind the curve in terms of first person shooters and i yeah. just it's not really what sony does well i think if they're going to make new ips obviously wolverine is sort of not a new ip but it like people are going to be excited also there's like surprisingly not that many wolverine games like they're like mm-hmm. all the x-men games are like uh like uh, anthology or not anthology, they're like ensemble games where there's like a whole bunch of characters you play as. So, um, I I uh, I, I think um, that Sony's being really smart about which franchises they choose to kill. And you know, Infamous may not be around right now, but we've got Horizon Zero Dawn. Like the stuff that they're giving us that's new is like fantastic. And I I think uh, I think they're playing their their bets pretty smart in terms of Insomniac now becoming like the marvel studio which it seems kind of it's trending that way like disney loves them and now they're sort of getting trusted with more and more uh, franchises in, in there um that's not the most exciting to me because i think insomniac is really good about making weird new stuff that like we've never seen before and again the parroting the tv and movie industry is not like my favorite uh fad in, in video games but uh i i think you know uh, they're they're chasing their success and i i'm yeah. happy every time i see insomniac doing well anytime i see their logo so i will definitely be playing wolverine yeah fantastic studio and i think all of us agree there's no doubt they're going to crush spider-man 2 and, and wolverine um which is amazing so yeah where, where are you guys dan neo wolverine yeah. um i mean i'm i'm excited for it obviously anytime we get uh a studio on the caliber of insomniac to work on a licensed game i know a lot of people don't like it they feel like they could be doing something else but we're getting legitimately good games out of it Mm -hmm. that's something i think nobody can deny at the end of the day because i remember when spider-man was first announced people were excited but there was a good amount of people who said really like insomniac could be as you were saying before and he's like i will love a resistance game i would love something else and at the end of the day, that's something that we as it's easy for us as the consumer to say that we want this, we want that, we want everything. But there's only a finite amount of time and a finite amount of resources available to do everything. Like I would love if Bioware was at their prime to work on Mass Effect and at the same time work on KOTOR and at the same time work on Dragon Age and the same time work on this. Like it just is what it is. So you got to pick and choose. But the great thing I love about Insomniac is that for the most part, I mean, honestly, they're the only PlayStation studio that really doesn't abandon much of their franchises like they still make ratchet and clan games we just got rift apart mm-hmm. um and who's to say that yeah we'll we won't get another one we could probably see another one in a few years and the thing a lot of people don't realize about insomniac is that they have such an incredible workflow their pipeline to production and what they're able to do like they are such a well-oiled machine between the two studios so them working on spider-man and then putting out miles morales the remaster and now spider-man 2 what they're able to achieve in such a short amount of time is staggering. And one thing a lot of people do not realize about Insomniac, and I think it was it was um, overshadowed with the Wolverine announcement, is that they're hiring for a multiplayer project separate from this. So they're working on something else in the background. Like, obviously, the thing about game development is that not every single person who's working on something works on it up until the very end so the people who start in the beginning and they prototype stuff after a certain amount of time they go do something else and and that's just the nature of good game development um so who's to say that we won't see something else and the thing about playstation is that they're not adverse to shopping around their ips to different studios uh they gave sly cooper to sanzaru um so maybe they might find somebody to do like a resistance revival who knows they could form a small studio to do that um so i don't think 
you know, there is much to worry about. I think eventually at some point we'll see these franchises. <laughs> but again, at some point, like it, it's so weird. I, I think you guys will agree with this. After Resistance came out, like Resistance 3 was a solid game. It was okay. There was nobody talking about Resistance for a few years. No, no. They did the right thing by shelving it. Yeah. So that's what happens in the game industry. Something comes out. People are, they've had their fill of it, whether it's good or bad. And they're not clamoring for another one. Like Uncharted 4 ended on a very high note. We got Lost Legacy. But no one's talking about wanting a new Uncharted game. But it's yeah. probably going to creep back up when we get to like 2024, 2025. Like people are like, I just wish PlayStation would do something with Uncharted. <laughs> it, it's just the nature of the beast. But this Wolverine yeah. game, honestly, has got me more excited than Spider-Man 2. Because Spider-Man, we know what it's going to be like. <clears throat> it's going to be more grandiose, more villains. That's awesome. But Wolverine's interesting because this is going to be different. They play completely different. Uh, mm -hmm. Will it be an open world? Will it be hub world? Uh, will it be a non-linear story or will it be linear? Because the thing about Logan as a character is that his story, unlike Spider-Man, who's based in New York, his story goes across the entire mm -hmm. world. So he could be set in the US. He could be set in Canada. He could be set in Japan. And it'd be really interesting if you can somehow blend that in to the hub <laughs> worlds. But, you know, the last thing I will say is, and I think this is a great indication I think this game is going to be mature rated because the yeah. creative director just came out on Twitter and said that because someone asked him, is this going to be a mature game? Is it going to be the size and scale of Miles Morales? And he says, it's a full size game, mature tone. So that's not confirming an M rating, but <laughs> that combined with the blood in the trailer. And then if you go, I think, to the Marvel website to view the trailer, it's 18 and up versus the Spider-Man, which is just available yeah. for everyone that gives me a little bit of hope but i'm excited to see what happens in 2024 2025 <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a ways out i'm sure yeah. and you you Neo, touched on if you're, if you're wondering how they get so many games done in such a short amount of time it's right there in the title and so oh travis don't go sleep. away they don't sleep go away right. travis okay, i'm gonna what? mute him i'm gonna mute Yo, him. Yeah, it's like please. that scene in joker like, with the joke. <laughs> like that's travis right now <laughs> right now like you you touched on a lot of things there right i think <sighs> um in all seriousness, I think why they're lining Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 with Insomniac is because there's a lot of shared resources there, right? People are like, Insomniac's incredible. How are they getting all these games out? Well, when you go from Spider-Man to, to Remaster to Miles Morales to Spider-Man 2, it's a lot easier to create games um, because there's a lot of shared resources, a lot of shared assets there. Um, and I think that's why they're they're narrowing Insomniac because they're so good at it. To your point, their work stream is so productive. Um, if you give Wolverine to them, there's going to be a lot of foundation they can build upon there in the Wolverine game that they've already, you know, used. They have the resources, they have the knowledge, they have the know-how how to do certain things. Um, it's not like Insomniac is creating a new IP every two years from scratch, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's very different. So um, not to take anything away from them, the quality is way up there. So Dan, before I get to you, they got we got a super chat and we got some comments mm -hmm. I want to get to as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, Wolverine, the most overused Marvel superhero from Fat Boy Horror, five pounds. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man, because that's crazy talk. I, crazy I don't think talk. he means in games. I think Wolverine in terms of uh, like just media yeah. is everywhere. Right. Well, sure. Yeah. But you know that's, what is yeah. probably going to succeed and what is probably going to fail? Wolverine, Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. <laughs> you know, that, that was the problem with that game is that, you know, everybody, <laughs> most people know the Guardians from the movie right the yeah. mcu right yeah. everybody knows spider-man everybody you know so you know it from the comics you, you can do whatever the heck you, heck you want with it 
you know, but when you when you have a, an IP like that, like like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you really most of the fans are going to immediately go back to that as opposed to going back to the comic book. Well, it's the same thing that happened with Avengers, right? Every the right. Avengers movie was, you know, gigantic, and then the game comes out, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't look like the movie," right? You know? Yeah. If any, yeah. and that's the thing. What I always say because I I understand Fat Boy's point of view because as a yeah. person who's fan of the X Men, not just Logan, because Logan's not an X Men like the movies make him out to be. Um, <laughs> he's he's been more solo than anything else. Um, I understand it completely because the movies weren't really about the X-Men. They were about Logan and the X-Men Wolverine (laughs) and the X-Men cartoon. So I understand that. But I mean, at the end of the day, whether or not it's overused, it comes down to the quality of it. Like Batman, for example, there's been 40 different Batman reboots in the past 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? Everyone's really excited for this Matt Reeves one. And Mm -hmm. the chatter sounds pretty good. And that's what it comes down to. If you can make something really good with the IP, it doesn't matter whether or not it's overused. Again, going back to Spider-Man, there's been 40 million different Spider-Man games. But Insomniac's game is the only one people are talking about now. So... Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's in fact you basically touched on this because Vault Boy says, "Are we are we, are we already wanting another Spider game? Two games in three years, and Miles Morales was only about six to eight hours long." And he makes clear, "I'm not questioning the quality. It's just do we do you get burnt out on Spider Man games if they keep doing this?" It'll we'll sell 10, 10 million copies. I'm going to tell you that right now. Easy. Well, we know that, but that's yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if yeah. it but but that doesn't matter. You yeah. can get burned down on it. Maybe it'll sell yeah. a few less, but they know where their money is, and that's of what course. the bottom line is going to be. I well, that's why they chose Wolverine. I mean, right, if, you, if you can't do Batman, you already have Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I know, there's keep, a, there's a few short list after that. I keep saying that you know eventually people are going to get burned out of something, but you're not burned out of something until it stops selling. And Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. is the best indication of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it <laughs> just it never stops. They'll have it'll have lulls and dry spells, but it never stops. Valhalla, I think, is what the highest. It's the best selling. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it. Never stops. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I think it'll be okay. I mean, what that's like two years if it doesn't get uh, by the way, you're reading comments again, Neil. I'm not even trying to. <laughs> I'm I see, I'm amongst my people on this stream today. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I can't wait for people to say to complain about how Wolverine doesn't look like Hugh Jackman. Oh, I love where, I can't wait. where is my Aussie face, Hugh Jackman? You guys, do you guys think? I don't think they're gonna make him like five four, in, as he is in the comics. I think he'll probably be five nine. But if he's like six foot and above, I think there's gonna be a lot of people. He's like, a gigantic. I, I think guy. he'll yeah. be five two, and he'll be portrayed by Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. If yeah. we, we're gonna have big boy Thor, and we gotta have yeah. short, stocky Wolverine. That's what I'm saying. Right. Come on, give it to me, PlayStation. Like, give it to me, like an actual Wolverine. Little little stubby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Dan on Danny DeVito now. Man's a legend. Mm. Yes. I, I didn't say he was. I just I know, recommended just him for shit. the role of Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> I did the best thing for his career right here. <laughs> Giving him the bump. Dan, Wolverine. Yeah. Any man. extra thoughts here? I'm super pumped for it. Um, don't know what the hell it's gonna be. I don't know, I don't know how it's gonna play, but I love the character. Um, so I, I love Insomniac. I think they've done an amazing job with what they've been given. Yeah. And uh, there's no reason to doubt it, you know, at this point, you know, it's, it's, you, you've got a quality studio, a quality IP. Um, we've seen what they can do all the way back to, you know, even like sunset overdrive, you know, like you said, you know, it's, they, they know what they're doing. You know, this is Sony basically 
went back in time and invested in Apple stock in 1985. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, oh, look what I got now. You know, I, it's joking, insane man. what they've done. You know, I, I love seeing, uh, I mean, the, I, I'm, I'm a big Marvel guy, so it, it's been fantastic to watch. Spider-Man was one of my favorite games for the PS4. Yeah. So I think pretty pumped. So we might as well jump to that. And in the notes here, they kind of went, they bounce back and forth, but we'll jump right to Spider-Man since we're already on the conversation. So full on Spider-Man 2 uh, sequel announced 2023 is their target. Uh, who knows if they hit it? I'm sure they probably will. Um, in my notes here, all I said, this is going to set the world on fire because, because it will. Um, Spider-Man, as we already said, is the best selling PS4 game on a, on a platform that is one of the best selling consoles of all time. Um, and there's no doubt that Spider-Man 2 will be a, uh, a monster for PlayStation 5. Um, so I, I'm going to let you guys go. You know more about Spider-Man than I do. <laughs> You're more excited for it than I am. So you guys go. All right. I'm going to keep mine very short and to the point because I could literally be here for six hours. <laughs> I literally because I'm going to keep it short. Time me under two minutes. Um, I, obviously, very excited for it. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what they do with this game because it's going to be PS5 only. It's not going to be cross-gen. So that alone is going to be interesting because Ratchet and Clank, the Rift stuff was cool, but I think the main selling point outside of that was just how detailed the game was. So I can't wait to see what they bring to an open world setting. I mean, the particle effects and all that stuff is already great. So just that on the next level is going to be awesome. Story-wise, and this is what excites me the most because Insomniac is giving us what the... Unfortunately, the movies and most things outside of the comics haven't as far as like a, a living, breathing Spider-Man world and adult Peter Parker, a great rogues gallery developing the side cast um, and all the things that they're getting into. I love that stuff because the movies, unfortunately, we've been floundering for a while. Like we get some good things here and there, but the level of stuff that we want in the stories with Peter Parker, we're not getting. So I just can't wait to see where they go from there and that's my quick version of it i'm gonna do like a six hour version on my channel later on this week if y'all want to check that out but <laughs> go ahead <laughs> lady says she wants hulk versus wolverine dlc yeah that's going back yeah. to, to wolverine but anyway yeah, yeah but you, you know it, just a real quick touch on what you could do a time story like it's a, a story that takes place in multiple time you know timelines i guess not i mean the timelines but you can go from 1940s to all the way to the present time because he's basically invincible and he lives yeah. super long time so you know you, you could actually go you know jump from you know yeah the world war ii to you know present day and and just explore his entire story throughout that entire thing yeah i don't know if that's a good idea or not but a lot of possibilities It'd be a great. Oh, and another another thing, another thing. Just to add on to the. Wolverine. Oh, see, you said two minutes. You said two I, no. Minutes. This is Wolverine. It's not Spider Man. That's <laughs> my loop. That, that is my loophole. This is this is not a deaf loop of Spider Man stuff. It's just one of the writers of Spec Ops: The Line uh -huh. is writing Wolverine. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, we go. Oh boy, uh, we got so, we got to handle uh, something in the comments. Got to handle something in the comments. Got him! I got him! Wow. <laughs> Yep, already like another guy 12 has a valid point. <laughs> yep. Jesus if he would have said PlayStation is dead, we could have just left it there. You could have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but man, come on, guy. Come on, Jesus guy. Guys, get a life, man. 
That's what I'm yeah. saying, man. You, you know, they yeah. up there on their Sunday mornings with their jujube. Yeah, you know. Sunday morning, drinking some coffee. Figure, I'll try and ruin someone's stream. Like, give me a uh, they, got, they got their Cocoa Krispies and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> They're little tidy nice whiteies. Yeah. It was Jordan, old. actually, in his, his alt account. That yeah, <laughs> Jordan, put your old account away. That's not for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let, let's get the super chat real quick. Yeah. Dan. All right, Mariano Papa for the $10 Super Chat. Are we still talking about these games coming to a dead console? <laughs> Xbox Dead 2, all hail Nintendo Lord. I kid. <laughs> I'm more excited about Twisted Metal. Hit that like button, people. Don't be another twisted. guy. Hit the like button, yeah, y'all. Papa. So we're, we're getting there. He, he jumped the gun with the Twisted Metal. He jumped the yeah. gun. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Papa, thank you, sir. Always appreciate it, brother. Let's see what he, that super chat, what he's doing right now, something you can't do on a Nintendo console, send messages. So I don't know why we have <laughs> Matt <Maddo. laughs> Too true. Too true. Um, Spider-Man 2, guys. So Dan, yeah. uh, gigantic Spider-Man fan. Obviously, Huge. you know, yeah, yes. this is this is up your alley. What did you yeah. feel about where they're setting up for the full sequel? I'm curious to see if Venom's going to be a playable character alongside... Yes. Uh, Man, the Master Chief showing up. Yeah, alongside, uh, Master, alongside Master Chief Miles. has much more class than that. You know, yes, that's just, yeah. yeah, come on. That's true. Um, I, I'd like to see that three playable character kind of thing. Maybe, you know, I, definitely I want to be able to switch back and forth between Miles and Peter. I And this is going to sound terrible. I don't need Mary Jane stealth missions. I'm Dude, sorry. I, they no, just, that's not terrible, bro. It, that it is the worst the part of the game. version of the game so much. Because you're sitting there playing, and then all of a sudden it's just like, well, this is. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but at the same time, they don't need to. I think we could have skipped some of that stuff. I don't need maybe one. I'll take one because they did it with not just her, but with Miles in the original game, and it just it was just frustrating because you're like, you know, go 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 stop, and I, I didn't like that. So I'm hoping that there's not a lot of that. Um, they they have a potential you know i love that they're they're telling this new story you know it's all original uh you know from i'm not going to spoil anything from the original but i mean you know you know what venom probably is right now um if you've played the original game played all the way through um it's i'm, I'm so pumped you know miles is actually my favorite spider-man at this point uh that game they did a really good job telling his story and kind of grounded I think the franchise a lot into, uh, you know, where it's more relatable for people. Um, so it, it, they did a really good job with that. I'd like to see some more of that, you know, really kind of bring that in into the story instead of just being all actiony and I got to go fight the next bad guy kind of thing. I think they can do it. I think they've proven they can do it. You know, I'm super pumped about this. I wish it wasn't so far away. So. Keep talking, guys. I'm dealing with these clowns. <laughs> yeah. Someone in the comment section. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you told us that. Yeah. We aren't spammers. You hit it big time. I'm telling you, if you get spammers in there, man, you're doing something right. That's right. Yeah, that's man. We've hit a new pinnacle. I know, man. You. All you guys are doing is helping us. Um, that, that's all it is, bro. Y'all, y'all, all the comments help the algorithm. That's how we do it. <laughs> that's it. You're helping us. Straight you don't up. realize it. You can it's give us those downvotes too. We only got one. Come on, add them up. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, let's go. We gotta get the gotta get the numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Travis, are you big on Spider-Man? I can't remember. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I was Peter Parker in high school. Which, I can without, totally see that. Without mm -hmm. the powers. hundred uh, yeah, percent. So, so you, sadder, didn't, you didn't show like off the you're just a kid with a camera. Yeah, I was just the, I, had, I, I had the sad ending of, of the Spider-Man story where was, Oh no. I was I was out there trying to get bit 
Oh. It's just letting spiders walk on me. It Come on. Didn't work. Didn't work. One time, baby. One time. And the spiders yeah. didn't want to bite. Damn, that's saying something. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I love Spider-Man. Uh, I, I love Insomniac. This is like the marriage of two uh, awesome things. Um, I'm more. I'm not really that excited about Venom. I think he's so he's like pretty overdone in, in recent like Spider-Man uh, stuff. I'm way more excited about Craven the Mighty Hunter. Oh yes, Craven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never. He's never used, bro. He's never used. He was used in, I think, the Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 1 video game. And then I think in one other Spider-Man game since then. But like, he's just like a dude. He's like a hunter who can take on Spider-Man who has like supernatural powers. So that's going to be pretty, pretty dope. I'm more excited Mm -hmm. about uh, Kraven than, than Venom. Dude, Venom, I, Venom's also dope. I really hope because the way based off of the, the little speech he had, mm-hmm. you think they're going to adapt Craven's last hunt? Oh, that would be amazing, dude. If they that do that, that that's already 10 out of 10 for me because that's one of yeah. the best Spider Man stories. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm very excited to see what they do with it, but yeah, yeah more Spider Man, good. I think, mm-hmm. uh, enough said. Yes. But yeah, Cra- awesome. Craven is super underrated as a villain. Absolutely. Super underrated. Yeah, like yep. like like kind of uh, criminally mm-hmm. underrated. I heard yep. they were doing a movie, right? No. Unfortunately, yeah, they're, really? the Sony they're they're trying to do their own. Yeah, I Marvel. They're thing. trying to it, keep that Spider-Man deal. They have to make a movie every I think it's three years to keep the uh, license alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they yeah they have cool. to have a movie in production every three years so that's why even if they're marvel deal like them working the mcu doesn't let's say it falters they still have to make a movie every three years which is why they're doing venom 2 morbius craven this other movie with the i don't know if they're doing a spider woman movie or what but they're they're doing a lot of stuff yeah yeah but there's one silver lining last thing (laughs) one silver lining i think Venom, even though he has been overused to death, I think Insomniac's take is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they brought in Tony Todd to voice him, that's just perfect casting if there ever was one, man. There you go. Yeah. So I, yeah. Like, this is why I didn't talk. These guys know what I'm done. talking about. Now I'm, this done. More. Now I'm no, done. More than me. More than me. So it's awesome. I love seeing so many people excited for this. Um, yeah, it's cool. And I, I'll definitely give it a go. I gave Spider-Man a go and played it for a little while. Just It's just not for me, which is fine um but uh, i'm gonna get sucked into this and try it i know i am so okay. i i'm sure it's gonna be amazing i have no doubt about the quality of the game um hopefully i get into it so we'll see um now let me jump over to because this is like my spider-man it's gran turismo 7 mm. so oh, uh, yeah mm. I, i'm a car guy man i'm a car guy there we go let's see and so am i but gran turismo i mean it hasn't been good since like it hasn't odds. been good in a long time yeah it hasn't yeah. been good in a long time um, the last one i played was Five and it, here's the fun. I bought it because I'm not a big Gran Turismo fan, but you know, everyone's like, Yo, you gotta play this game, bro. I said, I bet I got it for Christmas. And I remember I spent more time installing the patches than I did playing the game because you know, back it's not like now we got great internet back then, you know, them downloads were slow, yeah, they man. were rough, five they were rough. hours plus. <laughs> um, yeah, so as a car guy, right, Gran Turismo basically was the game it changed the world when one and two came out from a racing perspective one and yes. two. Oh my God. yeah me That's and my true. friends we would literally come home from racing our cars and just sit around eating pizza and playing gran turismo that's, wait that's, that's illegal beautiful. what Hmm. said wait that's illegal oh it was all in mexico it was all in mexico okay. oh, um 
but uh, that's what you used to say if you guys don't get really? that joke whenever you show a street racing video which is yeah. illegal to broadcast you just say yeah. i was racing in mexico that's and it they, yeah. yeah so um yeah we don't need to get into that but anyway gran turismo uh a tip for y'all <laughs> i didn't know you were a real life fast and furious character i'm more interested in you now he's the well, definition of family well we'll talk we'll right. talk offline i'm not gonna put that out there to the whole crew here um that. You keep why you keep derailing me? I'm trying to talk some <laughs> I just I this is a revelation I feel needs covering. I this, I outside of video games, I'm a car guy. Like that's understand what, family I love it. though. I, of course, yeah. Have you ever let a cop has a cop ever let you go because of the bonds of friendship you forged with them? Or uh, is this I've, an anime? I've, I've been pulled over 18 Fast times. Fast and Furious is anime. Actually, it is shown in anime. It's true. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is the only live action anime. It has power creep. It has. Uh, we can it has a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Yeah. what was it? No. Was it Fast? Was it Fast Five or Fast Seven where Vin Diesel just did that? Like he stomped on the ground. And that it, is seven. That's seven. seven. He stomps yeah. on the ground and collapses. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Yeah. I have <laughs> seen. Okay. I'm trying. I I'm trying Wikipedia to talk. I'm trying. So this is like I'm on my jam right now. All right. Uh, anyway, anyway, back back to back to um back to you illegal cars, street illegal street racer Ains. I'm trying to talk about Grand Tours. I'm trying. They're talking about this right. garbage over here. With, you know. Whoa, garbage! Whoa, whoa! <laughs> didn't this man Fast just? Is this is man... iconic. How dare you? I don't care if it's iconic. Is it I, Ubisoft I, iconic though? The, I don't care if it's iconic. It doesn't matter to me. Digging a grave. How dare you? The only Fast and Furious movie that had any any semblance of actual street racing was one, and even that's a stretch. Bro, you're about to get canceled. I'm not telling you why, but you're about to get canceled. You are going to get canceled. I know you're a Fast and Furious guy, but that's because you don't actually street race. The people who like Fast and Furious not about aren't actually street racing, race. bro. <laughs> it never was about that. As you pointed out, one is like thinly veiled. It's like oh. saying that uh, a break, what is it? Breakpoint is like about snowboarding or whatever the hell that shit is. Like, it's about, okay, I'm not going to get into this with you because you're, you're arguing from a position of ignorance. And I have dedicated my life to knowing about Fast and Furious. So, this is part uh, of your problem boy damn well i'm not <laughs> telling you why you're about to get canceled but... your lane, literally and metaphorically <laughs> um anyway. gran turismo seven gran turismo. Anyway. anyway we're back we're back um gt has not been good in many years travis was right about one thing um gt sport <laughs> gt sport came out it was basically a shell of a game um mm -hmm. over the past couple years they've improved it substantially it's now actually a, a really good racer but it's still not the old gt <laughs> <laughs> family is garbage. That's what he said. I didn't say family is garbage. Well, but... I have you quoted on Twitter. So yeah, family and you know what garbage. they say: if it's quoted on Twitter, it's accurate. <laughs> you don't say that about so, family, Ains. You don't say that about family. <laughs> anyway, yo, yo, we need to hang out. We I got to. We got to, we man. Got I'm telling you. <laughs> We will drive Ains insane if we're like all you together will. at a convention for a week. Trying to talk about Gran Turismo for like ten minutes, I haven't been allowed to yet. You we are chaotic, here, dude. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm gonna camera. mute my mic. I'm gonna I'm gonna remove you both from the show in a second. Dan already left, so he's gone. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, are y'all entertained? All right, that's it. That's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> anyway, for anyone actually interested in racing games, um, this looks like at least from what we've seen, a return to form, right? This looks like Gran Turismo back of the memories we had when it was first on one and two, obviously when three came to uh, PlayStation two. 
Um, you've got a full career mode. You've got the modding. You've got the realistic car models. You've got the uh, the biggest thing they've shown, which you know most of the racing fans are excited about, is the number of tracks. So the the realistic tracks are always the most important. But <laughs> Dan said I'm out. Um, but if you uh, in a racing game, right, recreating real tracks across the world is hugely important, and making sure you do that accurately, which Gran Turismo usually does. So I'm I'm pumped for this game. I hope that it actually puts Gran Turismo back on the map where they've kind of been gone for many years. So we'll see. We'll see. Hey, but. I'm going to surprise you right now, Ains, and tell you that I'm also a car guy. No, you're uh, not. I am. Trust and, me, and I will put that to the test and you're not, going to fail. Not racing, and I also don't really particularly like cars in real life. I like cars <laughs> in video games. <laughs> what are you talking about? You said I'm a car guy who doesn't race I'm a car and doesn't like cars games. in real like, life. I, I like I like Forza Motorsport. I like the idea of cars. It's just for me, like in real life, is it practical to like own a car collection or like go to car shows? Like, no. Like, why? Am what I about Hot that? Wheels? Are you big on the Hot Wheels? I'm big on the Hot Wheels. Right. That uh, that uh, yeah, like the Hot Wheels DLC. Do you no, see what, what I, I have what to I mean? deal with, bro? What what I, what I mean, look, we I... got the Spider Man, and I just shut up, right? <laughs> I just let him go on about Craven and comics oh and character. <laughs> I didn't say Bro, a word. We get the look, Gran Turismo, look, look and I can't even speak. Look at my play history for all the Forza games. I've played all Forza Motorsport games. I don't like care. I'm talking about actual cars. I'm talking about video games. I thought this was a video game show. Oh. We're talking about how realistic the game is to actual racing, which is what Gran Turismo is known for and why people play it. Forza Motorsports also known for How do we know that, though? Because oh, my God, oh, my God. Travis oh doesn't God. know that. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> so you're saying you have, to, you have to race cars to appreciate realistic uh, car sims. No, oh, you man. can appreciate the game, but you don't have the context as to how realistic it actually is. Right. Why does that matter? It absolutely matters. It matters well, to the core part of the community who plays those games. And well, you're you not, never, you've never you not understanding man, so you, that you, only further <laughs> proves the point. You've never killed a man, so you can't really appreciate what? You. you know what I mean? Like you, you can't understand the real gravity of aiming the barrel and oh my god. And as somebody who's killed many people, I just I don't think you're really qualified to talk about Neo. So. Neo, you see you yeah. see what I'm dealing with? You see what I'm dealing oh, with? This is, now was this I just I think your argument's silly is all I'm saying. I've only I, been watching for a few weeks, but this is how it always been or what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um I'm just saying dude like I, I appreciate appreciate car like i love car games okay like so getting games. back to that then seriously yeah. what did you think I about love, what they showed here i thought it was great like i grant like what you said grand turismo one and two were super formative for me because back then they were like the only car racing sims yeah and i i kind of like learned to drive in grand turismo weirdly like i i did those uh you know how you had to do the licenses to qualify for different yeah. brackets in, in grand yeah. turismo i would do those and just like practice my driving in those until i perfected it and then go into the races so i love that my problem with grand turismo is that like they've not really understood who they are for the past like decades. It's yes. been like a really long time. And Forza is just eating their lunch because Forza Motorsport is just, it does everything that they used to do except for some of like the car customization and like uh sim, like you don't do like the licenses, for example, since I brought that up, uh, which I, which I actually really like that part of Gran Turismo, but like in every other uh, like respect, Forza Motorsport has been just a superior franchise and you know they're working on something that's probably going to come out around the same time as 
as this game, right? This game's coming out next year, I think they said. And uh, I, it's I'm March just, 5th. Yeah, and I'm assuming Forza Motorsport, a proper sequel, is going to come out and blow us out of the water next fall. And so hopefully, I'm I'm interested to see how um, how that stacks up against it. But like, you know, I don't race in real life, so I guess my opinion's invalid. But I really like uh, car racing sims. And it's not what uh, I said. okay, well, so it's. Essentially, it was like a, another one of your hipster takes. Well, oh well, you know, if you had the true um, the experience. Says the guy who talked know. to us for five minutes about Star Wars lore because oh, you've read every God. book. Oh, yeah, that's super Jesus. hipster. Everybody knows if you're into Star Wars, you're super counterculture. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, anyway, I, I'll let you go. But I, I'm, I'm excited to play this game. I hope it's good. I hope, I hope that it can. We'll end with this. Now. I've never heard so, anyone say I'm a car guy. I just don't like cars and I don't drive in real life. <laughs> that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my. Entire I need that life. on a shirt, man. <laughs> Seriously, I need that on there a shirt go. to say you're a car guy and try to get in with the car guy and say, but oh, I don't drive man. cars and I don't own any is the I, dumbest thing I mean, I've ever heard. Can't you like love cars, cars without driving them? You said you don't know anything about them. I like no, the idea I said I don't of cars, own guys. them. I like the idea of pink. <laughs> the, the idea of a four-wheeled vehicle I can move around in is awesome. <laughs> the idea oh. of a well-balanced <laughs> breakfast. <No. laughs> like, I, here, here's here's the thing. I appreciate cars, but I like it's not a practical hobby. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I get it. Owning a car isn't practical, or just that's where I draw the line. I Not in San car. Francisco. Do you know? <laughs> San Francisco really isn't practical. Yeah. How, how do we? How do we know, Travis? It could just be close-ups of the DSLR or of your Hot Wheels collector. Because, my, because my license plate says Ty Guy. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's 3D prints. I feel, I feel like I feel like Travis is the guy who has an automatic that drives with both feet. <laughs> that's 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 where I think we're at. I, think. I know how to I know how to drive a manual car. I'll both. have you know, and that's rare yeah. in San Francisco. It's actually it's rare in weird. California. Everybody here. That's alright. <laughs> I, I got I got I got the tracks right here. Oh my God, what has happened? I see Sarks in, Moe's in, Bizzles in. What's up, guys? You came in at a, a funny time of this show. Um, <laughs> let me get this super chat real quick, Dan. <laughs> All right, glad you boys are still alive. Cheers from Mo with the four ninety nine super chat. He left and came back, and he was Thanks, like, "Enough of this." Yeah, we're not we're not really live. I don't think. Are we still live? This is what we've been talking about for. 15 yeah, minutes. man. Oh my god, this is what happens when you don't have topics in the week, you guys. <laughs> yes. I tried to just talk about Gran Turismo Seven. We got all over the place. Oh well, it's um, too much too much ponying in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm telling you. Um, hopefully, in all seriousness, it launches March fifth. Hopefully, it's a return to form. Um, I am a kind of bewildered that they announced this as a PS5 exclusive and then went back on it, which is <laughs> really odd. Crazy retroactive yeah. cross gen. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to look like. What's or the over like under or... on them doing that for like Spider-Man Two? Because they <laughs> they backtracked a ton of other games and said like, I please, please don't, please don't do this to me. Please don't. Yeah. Do this to me. I don't know. Saying. I don't know. Dan, I was, I was. Uh, you're not big GT guy, right? Uh, no. I mean, I'll, I'll probably pick it up and play it. I mean, just okay. because I mean, I, I enjoy like I enjoy Forza, the Horizon games. I actually yes. enjoy, you know, a lot of the, the, the Forza, just the regular Forza games, too. And I have GTA, the last GTA or GTA, GTA, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those games. It's so hyper realistic that it, it almost turns the casual player off is the problem with the GT series, at least lately. <laughs> but like you guys said, the one and two 
you know, I can see where that would be like a, a formative game. It, it's just, it was. They, they were amazing games. So I hope they go back to form. So Cool. All right, guys, we got one more to touch on. God of War. Yes. So we finally, uh, you know, everyone expected it. We obviously, uh, obviously saw it. Um, it is funny enough called Ragnarok, which I found funny after all the debate and speculation. Um, you know, I, it, it's kind of weird this one, right? Because I think everyone's really excited for it. Obviously, the 2018 game is a masterpiece. Um, it looks like more of that, even bigger, broader, etc. Um, but uh, I, you know, I was talking to Mo about this. Some other God, of, you know, big God of War fans. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is, I just don't think like it, it's hard to recreate the impact that the game in 2018 had because it was a reboot at the time. We hadn't seen Kratos in a while. It was very different. It was, it was gorgeous. It was new. It was fresh. And we're going to get more of that excellence. Um, but, you know, it's kind of hard to have to recreate that impact that the game in 2018 had. So, but I mean, this is, you know, I, I don't know. It looks fantastic to me. I'm going to be in day one. I'm sure it's going to sell like bonkers. Um, it looks to have everything we liked about the first one. What did this trailer kind of give you the same thing? It's like more of what we expected, even though that's a fantastic thing. Um, it just, yeah, it didn't have the same impact for me as it did four years ago or whatever, three years ago. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are different, you know, about, I think when they showed this and when they showed the first one at E3 with that gameplay trailer with, Corey playing it. It was the so with it being out, with it looking very, very, very similar, um, and that's fine. You know, they 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 have to make some improvements here and there, um, but more of a good thing is always great. Um, I'm 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 on the fence on how Atreus is going to be portrayed as far as like now we're getting into his the formative teen years of the <laughs> angsty kid. You yeah. Know, like, is he going to be even more annoying than before? Kind of looked like it a little bit in the trailer. Um, but also he looked like a badass with, you know, when that, whatever that elk or whatever he jumped on, that was, that looked awesome. So, I mean, they have to add that kind of stuff to, you know, and, and, and still have a really, really solid story about that relationship. Like how do you take it from, you know, what we saw in the first one to the sequel, you know, how much of how is Ragnarok going to play out in that relationship? You know, because that's what the, the, the whole game was about, you know? Yeah. You go and you smash people around with your ax or your, you know, chaos chains or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But really the heart of that story was the father son relationship. Yeah. And if they can continue to expand on that and continue to make that engaging, then I think it'll be fun. I mean, I, I again, no doubt that this will sell millions and millions of copies. But you know, I, they 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 set themselves a really really high bar. Yes. So they have to you know continue to hit that or pass that. And I don't know if that's possible or not. That I think that's the trouble, right? Like, how do you such a magical game for so many people? How do you capture that again? That's that's yeah. a monumental challenge. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I, I have no issues hiding the fact that I wasn't the most impressed with this um, showing, this unveiling of God of War Ragnarok. It just, it didn't capture me the same way it did when they showed it off the first time. And I obviously, I understand that, yes, when they first showed it off, it was a drastic departure from what we've seen before. And this, obviously, you know, it's not PS5 only. It's cross-gen. So, yeah, it is going to look similar but better. But I don't know. I just 
maybe it was the way the trailer was cut. It just didn't give me any type of thing to be excited about other than, okay, this is a new God of War. You love the first one, so you're probably going to love the second one. I mean, it's going to look great on PS5, 60 frames. Um, the, sto- the story will probably be epic, fighting Freya and Thor. And they- they're talking about how they're really going to be delving into the the, the Ragnarok story. In your Ragnarok, for those who don't follow it, is the end of everything. So mm-hmm. um, they're they're actually taking that literally in this game because this is the end of this little Norse saga they're doing with Kratos. So it's, yeah. instead of being a trilogy, it's going to be a duology. Um, that's going to be very interesting to see where it goes from a story perspective. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe they might end up killing Kratos for good. And giving him a send-off, I would not be surprised, especially as Atreus ages. Maybe they might want to do something with him in the future. But either way, um, I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking uh, the blades are being used more. I'm liking that Atreus has more of a role in combat. And from all the little nuggets of information they've been dealing out over the past couple days, um, they are making pretty drastic improvements to things that people talked about beforehand. So the combat's going to be more refined. Um, there's going to be more to do in the world in terms of um, just not being so samey in terms of like, okay, you have to go here and do that and do this and everything. So I'm I'm excited. Um, as far as it's releasing, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they push it all the way to the end of the year to give it that marquee title status. But then again, PlayStation never does that. So yeah, they could opportunity to do it and they didn't. Yeah. So it could be horizon in February, but I wouldn't be surprised if they launched God of war in summer. I mean, they launched last of us in summer. They lost, they launched ghost in summer. So this could be their marquee summer game. Give it a few months of breathing room after horizon. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I might not be the most excited, but once I get closer and closer to the release, I'll be, on level 10 you know yeah yeah travis what you got man um yeah the original god of war not the original but you know the, the yeah. god of war from 2018 um wasn't my favorite uh game like uh in terms of like the actual gameplay part of it if that makes sense like it it's sort of to, to what we were talking about earlier it sort of did a better job of like parroting movies or tv shows other mediums rather than doing the video game part was my problem with it um, and I just say that because like you fight like the same four or five enemy types and then like the same three or four bosses over and over again. And it kind of had like that same minutes where you were sort of just like traveling from room to room, killing things while the story happened. Uh, and I felt like they could have done a better job with the game part of the game, like the, the actual stuff that you were doing and leveling up and the types of enemies you were fighting and that sort of stuff. So um, I'm very excited for a sequel that hopefully continues the story part that they did well and then improves the game part of it. Cause that's always my problem with a lot of these games. I had the same problem with the last of us where it's like, all right, great story, but like, it's not that good of a stealth game. And it's a, it, it like, it's supposed to be a stealth game. You spend a lot of time sort of just like creeping around and, and scavenging for supplies. And I'm just like, all right, let's just get through this game so I can watch the movie you made. That's like <laughs> where, where I get sometimes. Um, so yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, the story looks good. I like that Thor's fat. It's interesting. It's different. <laughs> uh, I like that Richard Schiff is playing Odin. Uh, he is uh, he's a, an actor that played um, Toby Ziegler in West Wing. 
he's a he's a Jew. I I like him a lot. That's not what I expected you to say. Guys, we throw that out there. <laughs> it, it, it's my folks. I got <laughs> You don't see him often. Representation again. matters. I feel it. I feel um, it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. And also, he like if you've ever seen West Wing and seen to- Toby Ziegler, like he's the last person you would expect to be cast as Odin in like Norse mythology. So it. Like yeah. Fat Thor and him being Odin just make me like go like what's going on here? Like they're really doing something weird with uh, these characters, which I like. It's different. It's not like you know Chris Hemsworth walking out as, as the yeah. blonde, yeah. blonde, uh, lightly bearded Jesus Thor. I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. they're not doing that. So yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So I think I think most people felt similar um, mm-hmm. from watching that trailer, and and I think the hype of Spider Man Two and the Wolverine announcement you know, um, kind of stole the show in that sense, I think. But <clears throat> no doubt, as Neo said, when this game starts to approach and we get near release, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be all hands on deck, I'm sure. So, um, all right, guys. So what do you think? Give me your rating overall on the show. And Neo, I saw your post on Twitter after the show. And funny enough, I was right in the same camp. And I think Dan was pretty similar too, because him and I were DMing. And I was like, they land. They open with Knights of the Old Republic, blew me away. But then there's this long lull where it was like nothing overly impressive, and then they ended with First Party, which was cool. But we didn't see any uh, huge. Uh, well, I mean, Wolverine was a big surprise, yes. Um, but I was, you know, no big returns of their IPs. Um, we didn't get anything from From. I know there were a lot of rumors around, you know, some From software game. Um, many of us were hoping Bloodborne related or other. Um, a lot of things like that. So I, I gave this game somewhere. I said it was a good show, not great. That's what I put on Twitter. Um, where were you guys at on this? It was a seven. Give it the Rodriguez seven. That's where I was about, about a seven. Yeah, it's probably between seven and eight. I thought it was really, really good. I mean, I I think they brought enough, you know, future, you know, stuff to show in the future that 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 it, it wasn't a complete disaster. I really enjoyed, I mean, that's the kind of, uh, format I like, where it's just game after game after game. You know, I don't. The pacing need, was good, right? Great pacing. Did a really good job. Aside from the center, you know, where you had, you know, and it was really most of that third party stuff that was just like, I mean, no reason to show GTA Five again. I mean, that was dumb. <laughs> or Deathloop. Oh yeah, boy. Or, or Deathloop. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, stuff that's coming out in here in a week. You know, it, it's it just seemed ridiculous. Um, I understand they're trying to push that kind of stuff. And I don't know if, you know, like take two or, you know, if they, if they paid the money to get that game on there, you know, I don't know what they're doing. So it's, it's fine. Uh, But everything at the end was fantastic. And starting off with KOTOR was a really, really good job. And even the first, you know, couple games, you know, project D for spoken, those look good. You know, I I think, you know, I'm excited um, for what the future holds. I know a lot of it's, you know, kind of far out, you know, especially the big, big ones. Um, but still, man, I'm, uh, more games equals, you know, happy Dan. That's basically it. So, and they all look like right up my alley for the most part, except for that weird guitar playing one, you know, that was questionable, but you know what the, the crazy thing was, was, you know, I didn't see a ton of multiplayer stuff. You know, that was the big thing that, you know, I thought would, they would show, you know, something go back to resistance, maybe not specifically that or show factions for, you know, the last of us, you know, it, was expected. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, a lot of that stuff that, you know, that, and that's, I always thought 
I don't want to say PlayStation was lacking because they have third party stuff that you know, and and they and they support that stuff like Call of Duty. You know they, that that's their, you know that's the way they've been. You know I think you, you you'll start seeing more and more of it as you know the the, the industry is changing and, and heading towards that direction. So I mean to to ignore it completely, especially in the short showcase, and you haven't done anything pretty much, you know, most of the year aside from you know the Horizon one and, and a couple of other ones that were focused on you know specific games. I think. Uh, they kind of missed the ball on that on that market. And I, you know, even though I'm not a big multiplayer guy, I know that most people are. So, you know, from a from a business perspective, I think they could have done a little bit more with that. Maybe maybe they didn't have anything to show at the moment. So, hard to tell. But I I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It was good. Fair. Neil. Yeah, I mean, I I look at it like this. It was the best beginning and end of a showcase I've seen in a while. Um, the announcements cannot be understated because they were pretty huge bombs yes kotor was cgi yes wolverine was cgi spider-man was an engine i understand the whole i thought we aren't getting excited for cgi trailers guys i understand that point but i think on some level just the idea of these games existing is the reason why everyone's excited and i mean fair play i mean just yeah. go look at the trailer views for wolverine alone that thing is right up there with spider-man and god of war which is huge because that yeah doesn't show anything except his Nothing. claws coming out in the logo. Um, and it's just the general excitement because you know Insomniac is going to deliver. But the thing I always try to tell people is it's okay to like a show because you had one or two announcements that resonated to you, but just grading it critically. You know, that show was like 45 minutes long. There was that dull period, that dull spell where it's like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. It's nice seeing Tiny Tina again. Do we need an Alan Wake remaster trailer? We know it's coming. Like a lot of the stuff there to me <laughs> felt as if it was. A, I I'm not dissing Alan Wake, Travis. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> Take it easy. Um, but to me, a lot of the stuff just felt more up the alley of a state of play. You get what I'm saying? Or they could just upload these trailers individually on the uh, PlayStation YouTube channel. Was it worth the entire year wait? Obviously not, because if it was worth if it was gonna be an entire year wait, I want to see them firing from every studio. Like, here's this game, here's that game, here's this multiplayer project. And we know a lot of those games are years out. We we know like the stuff that Jade Raymond's working on, the stuff that um that fire, fire walk. No, fire not sprite. no, not fire oh. sprite, fire walk or another studio yes. that's working on a multiplayer game. Yeah. Um something something along those lines um depth, some, some weird name. Um but they we know they're working on a multiplayer focused title. Obviously it's going to be a while. Um but yeah, I'm just thinking back on the announcements I liked. Kotor, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and then I can't really count God of War because they announced that <laughs> over a year ago, so it's just we're now seeing gameplay from it. So yeah, yeah everything else I'm kind of indifferent to. So I I gave it like a 6.5 out of 10. People think I'm giving it a Whoa. 1 out of 10. I'm like no, I'm not. I mean, the things that I liked, they're cool, but I'm not playing those things for a few years. So just like with the Xbox conference, a lot of those games I'm excited for, I'm not playing until 2023 and 2024. So I have to keep that same energy, you know? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys are being a little harsh. Uh, <laughs> at least, you know, I'm using the IGN grading scale. Six, hmm. six point, well, 6.5 doesn't exist. So he would default to a six, which is... Uh, okay, which I think is harsh for a, <laughs> a, the PlayStation conference. Seven is good. I think it was better than good. I think it was probably an eight, maybe a nine, but that's just because I could to be honest. Uh, but 
like I, the reason I think it's at least an eight is because I think it was a great show. They did all the things you want to do in a show. They had surprises. Yeah, they were CGI, but if you don't show a surprise in CGI, then it gets leaked or spoiled in some other way. So like you kind of have to like beat it to the punch and announce. Wolverine was completely surprised. KOTOR, yeah. despite the, the leaks, was a complete surprise. Um, some of the other games they showed from third party were surprises. And then they also secured a ton of exclusivity for mm -hmm. their player base. Um, and I think all of the games they showed were good is like the other thing, like even, you know, stuff that we're a little worried about, like Gran Turismo, possibly, you know, not finding its footing, like the trailer looked good and inspired confidence in those of us who haven't been happy with the series uh, in recent years. Um, God of War did its thing, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have closed with it, but like everything else is nitpicks, like they showed games, they had exclusives, they had surprises, all the games looked good, like, and they kept it brief. The only real criticism I have is, you know, it's the games that weren't there that apparently we had, you know, Sony insiders that knew about <laughs> Metal Gear and Silent Hill and, uh, you know, uh, Twisted Metal and, and the yeah, PlayStation, the say PlayStation 5 that was 8K, uh, all, you know, all that stuff that, uh, that I, but I, I don't really think that's their fault. That's just like the internet being the internet. Um, and then the other thing is that we haven't heard from Sony in over a year and, and they showed us 45 minutes of stuff and only like what, 10 or 12 games, like the amount of games was pretty small for how long it's been since we heard that from them. Mm -hmm. So that, that's my only, uh, real criticism, but yeah, I would probably give it an eight because I tend to grade things more conservatively, but I think a seven and a six sound harsh to me. I think, I think it was better than good. Definitely better than okay. So I would <laughs> give it a higher, a higher grade. Fair enough. Fair enough. So the last thing I wanted to touch on here, and it's in my notes, is literally the same day as the showcase. The same day. Both Jeff Grubb and, um, oh God, I'm going to forget his name now, uh, head of, of VGC. Um, I can't remember. Video Game Chronicle. But anyway, they Joe both... Smith. <laughs> they both came out and said, yes, Twisted Metal is in development. Nice. Um, and mm. it's going to be in development in parallel to a TV show that they're going to do with it. Which, which, yeah, which I said, I said the same thing, Travis. Yeah, but the, it just, it seemed really weird, right? I'm like, for people like me, especially, like I was talking about old PlayStation IPs, Twisted Metal mm -hmm. is the thing I wanted out of this show. I was like, I was dying to see that come back. Andy Robinson, thank you, G-Man. Appreciate that. Um, that's him. Um, which those two guys, you know, have been, they've kind of nailed their points more often than not. So I have to believe this is true, but it's like, how do we find out that Twisted Metal, of all things, is in development from leakers the same day as we have a PlayStation showcase? <laughs> that just <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. And if you can if you can do trailers like you did for Wolverine, which showed us nothing, um, or Knights of the Old Republic, which showed us nothing, although we know what that game is, you can do the same for Twisted Metal. Um, and I think that just would have landed really good, for, especially for the kind of, I don't want to say core PlayStation fans, but the PlayStation fans who have been with PlayStation since the beginning, who really kind of grew up with Twisted Metal, like myself and plenty of others, I'm sure. Yeah. So I, I kind of wish we would have had something on that. But yeah, it's, it's just strange. Could, to me, you could have literally showed a black screen and then Sweet Tooth. Just like show Sweet Tooth. Head, just show it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, done. Twisted Metal. Yeah. Like literally five seconds and you've been done. I was talking to someone, you know, the, the dumb mm -hmm. ad we were talking about at the beginning, right? When they had the cars racing around. I'm yeah. like, dude, do a trailer where there's just cars racing around, stuff's blowing up and you don't know what it is. And then at the end, just have an ice cream truck come in. You hear like the ice cream jingle mm -hmm. and sweet tooth come rolling by. Dude, I would have lost my mind if yeah. that happened. Yeah. Like, 
I can't I, believe they didn't do that. I kind of think the reason they didn't include it on the presentation is because Twisted Metal really doesn't have the clout that the rest of their show did. Like nowadays, Spider-Man, you're talking about Wolverine, mm. God of War, like all these huge titles. And then like Twisted Metal, like you guys are old, no offense. Like, you know, the people who <laughs> know about Twisted Metal, they're not really like the the target audience that Sony's going for, at least with their main stage. So I think it's probably it like a be. strategic decision to leave it off of their presentation. Mm. I don't know, man. There's there's a core. I, there I'm are like, fans, but it's I'm like, half agreeing with you. I'm half agreeing. I think if this, if yeah. Twisted Metal was still somewhat relevant, it probably would have gotten a, a, a bigger push into the showcase. Because yeah. I remember um, back, I think it was E3 2010. That's when they announced the the reboot, and David Jaffe came on stage with the ice cream truck and everything and they made it a big deal but that was like the last time we really ever heard of twisted metal because yeah. after that they didn't do anything um but maybe it just came down to what they wanted to show off at the showcases you know they had already had a few cgi trailers and you know out of all the companies playstation has gotten ripped pretty bad for showing cgi trailers for games that are a couple of years out so i think it all comes down to okay we have all these things in the tuck. Do we really want to show it off now? Or can we spread that out to other showcases where we might have a dry spell? You get what I'm saying? Because if like, let's say for example, they didn't have Wolverine or Spider-Man two, would everyone still be talking about the showcase like that? If it was Travis, I know you talk about it because it was KOTOR, um, <laughs> but if it was just KOTOR and God of War, would it have the same level of buzz as yo, Spider-Man and Wolverine back to back? So I think it comes no down way. to just, like I said, Going back to it, you go, you go like this. It's all about playing chess, not checkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Who is playing checkers in this industry? Like who? I guess, I guess maybe Nintendo. Nintendo, but they're <laughs> selling people chess. Exactly. <laughs> they weren't they, they? They sold people a calculator for ten dollars. They can do anything, man. They sold them cardboard for eighty. Oh, don't get me started on that. It's too early. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so maybe, maybe they're playing the real chess. Yeah, they're playing that. Yeah, exactly. But Bomber said, but they showed to Chia. That's their core audience. That's, that's how you sacrifice the pawn. <laughs> yes. Just they up. also already had a car game in their show. Wow. Yeah. I see. Twisted Metal's not a racing people, game. People complain about that stuff. You have two sports games in your show and you get flamed. Hey, they had GTA yep. 5. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, GTA, they're going to rebuild GTA 5 and GTA 6. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. bro. It'll We're never gonna game. Skip. It'll be a mini game your character can play. They'll approach an arcade cabinet or they'll sit down. Yeah, it'll just be GTA. Five. You have they'll to pay like twenty in game dollars to play it. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You have, just, you have to buy your character has to buy shark bucks. Yes, in the oh game my god for one million. Don't put ideas in their head. Come on now, we got people they who, who just like brilliant. <laughs> they're, already, they're already focus testing this, hands. No. no doubt, no doubt. Well, guys, uh, yeah, because of uh, the the crazy conversations we got into today we ran a little over so we'll we'll touch on uh we've got next week to talk about halo infinite flight because uh you know travis and i are gonna have a lot to say about that so next weekend will actually be uh just before the flight begins that week so we'll uh we'll get into it um but yeah that's that's it man that's uh that's gonna wrap us up for today thank you guys for joining us along this crazy journey we took today um we definitely were kind of all over the place uh but it's always great um it's always fun conversation neo man always an absolute pleasure having you on we always have a good time and a lot of laughs when you're on man so i appreciate it Neo's my favorite guest can we keep him <laughs> <laughs> let me you know you know what travis i'll have my people the neo 
Wow. <laughs> it's been about two and a half hours since I heard that joke. Wow. <laughs> I, heard, I heard all over again. Uh, here we go. You know, everything comes full circle. That's what I'm saying. Um, I'll have my people talk to your people about a retainer fee. We'll see what that's all about. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> but no, nah, um, don't. Wait, people are getting dope. paid for the show? No. <laughs> we already said no. That's, yeah. why, that's why we're in the red. That's why we're in the red, you guys. No, nah, but um, as always, you guys dope dope show a lot of great laughs uh, a lot of great tangents i'm gonna go back and listen to this it's gonna be a lot of fun um uh as always you know to people in the chat thank y'all so much for coming out to the session good morning to some people who are still waking up i know it was early but you know what we got through it um uh, yeah but as always y'all um if you want to follow me it's uh, twitter.com slash neogamesmark same thing for my youtube channel but I want to give a huge shout out to the fine gentleman over here at Season Gaming Podcast, Ty Guy Travis, Homie Dan, and Ains for putting on another fantastic show. Support people in the community, man, especially those who are doing good work. And, you know, like, again, thank you guys so much for having me on the show. It was a freaking blast. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. You're the best. Travis. Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at TyGuyTravis. I do a Destiny show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific called The Last Word with my good friends Lord Cognito and Ebontis. Um, I also write for IGN, and you can find my articles, reviews, previews on IGN.com. I just published last week a preview of World War Z Aftermath, uh, which is looking pretty nice. And uh, this week, you can look out for my review of I Am Fish, a game I play. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, looking forward to hanging out with you guys next week. And Neo, please uh, don't be a stranger, man. Yes, I'll, I'll pop in on the streams. Just to age, leave that back door open. <laughs> You've got a permanent invite. You know that. Thank you. So, guys, uh, yeah, for this week, uh, stay tuned for a review of Deathloop. Going to try to get it out tomorrow. The Literally, the rest of my day is going to be playing that. While we were talking about it earlier, I added it up. I played it for 13 hours yesterday. Um Damn. So I am uh, I'm trying to do the work and get that out uh, as soon as I can. But if you are interested in that game, uh, review embargo is tomorrow morning. So you'll see all the reviews pop up in the morning. Um, also, I sat down, uh, like I think I mentioned last week, but if you haven't checked it out, conversation with Stephen Spawn, um, CEO of Able Gamers. That's up on the channel. You can check that out. And I'm um, going to be looking at uh, some company sent me some controller grips for the Dual Sense, which I'm actually going to check out this week, too. Um, so look for that on the channel as well. But anyway, guys, chat, you've been great. Thanks for laughing along with us. Thanks for putting up with the uh, ridiculous uh, spam we got. All I can say that is we've hit big time. Oh, we, man. We've hit there the big go. time, man. We We're getting spam. You guys did it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So thank you, as always, anyone listening to this later. Sorry for all the craziness today. It was a little wild with the, with the live show, so I'm sure that translates a little poorly on the audio version. But, you know, uh, we always appreciate you. So. Where else Thanks. are you gonna get this type of seasoned entertainment? That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's fair. That's well, you fair. Never forget the seasoning around here. <laughs> you cannot. And I'll make sure of it. Salt. Every yeah. show that I, yeah, and salt. especially yeah. that Gran Turismo salt. That's what I'm saying. But what? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll have a separate show where we'll talk about Gran Turismo. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next Saturday. <laughs>